Welcome to the Out There channel, live stream 218. I'll just cue the intro music and we'll be with you in a minute. That damn echo gets me every time. Mum's story. So if you haven't seen that video, go and check it out. It's really good. That's from a computer game, which I modified. <laughs> Hello. Who's out there? Good to be. And yep, just no swearing in the side chat, no trolling, and uh, just have a good time really, and don't um, pick on people, unless they're hoaxes of course, but that's acceptable. <laughs> but yeah, just keep within the community standards now that we have to all abide by. Uh, so, need to pause that. Yeah, a wee bit um, late, well, a bit of out of it, because I've had an upset stomach all night. So I've been running off to the toilet, so hopefully I won't have to do that during the live. Um, so I don't know if it was bad chicken last night or what. <laughs> so yeah, still people are crazy for security and uh, I got some more information on him uh, although I was going to have a guest on who has uh, disappeared so I'll just carry on with my normal stuff and if he wants to come on again in the future we can arrange it but uh, for now it's just me and whatever stuff I find to talk about here so any who's out there? Uh, Robert are you around? Any mods around at all? Or is it all me today? Um, so I've scaled up the font uh, to make it easier for myself. Um, to get my eye operation at least. 
But I think it's better um, instead of all these podcasts that have their like the maximum small fonts on their browsers, expecting people to watch what they're doing. Uh, it's impossible. So um, yeah, I'm, I sort of make it so it's you can read it easy, hopefully. And of course, Google mucked up the graphics at one stage, and you couldn't read it on Hangouts. <laughs> so we're on a new system. Uh, completely now. So, um, yeah, let's see. I've got a few tabs here. Yeah, right, so um, let's just start off with the recap of uh, uh, Tyler Klockner. Uh, how he began his channel. Now, people don't realize that he first of all tried to uh, crowdfund a movie called uh, Oxy Coden Alley. I think it probably can be still found on the web. Oxy, I'm not sure how you spell the rest of it. I'll just put Ali. Uh, security, let's see. Um, well, let's see. Is it Codeine that way? Let's see, let's see what it's spelled that way. Oh, here we go. So, straight up on the first line here by Tyler Klockner back in 2011, just before he started his channel. Alright, so where's it does appear to? Cancelled. Was that all it says? Uh, did no one did donate any money to it? By the looks of it. No, I just need to scale that down. It's a wee bit too big. Looks like you got no money unless it clears at all. But yeah, that's uh, definitely uh, his. Portsmouth is his location, right? OH. So he tried to start that up. Uh, hello there, Nuckin. Uh, <laughs> uh, how's it going? There are more people out there just not saying hi in the side chat at the moment. So yeah, um, got a wee bit too many tabs open now. So he's tried to start his movie uh, festival, it flopped. Uh, decided to make a UFO channel. To mock UFO community, um, he's actually an actor. Uh, he was advertising to be acting, working theatre, which I talked about earlier. And he hoped to make millions with people watching and making it go viral. You know, making uh, fake uh, leaker videos and all that, uh, sort of mocking Lazar of all things. Uh, so Lazar probably doesn't even know that because he had him on the show. And um, uh, next part was he rebadged the channel for from entertainment because um, he saw that people were taking his leakers fake videos that he was doing seriously. Uh, he did photoshops as well and some CGI later. Uh, then he got lazy and then he started um, teaming up with people, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so he rebadged it from an entertainment channel to a news channel. That's why it's called um, Science and Technology. And then he gave the hashtag number one source for leaks and UFO news. Uh, you've probably seen it in his about tab. Uh, so yeah, UFO folks took it seriously. And uh, so he thought he'd probably try and make it a, a serious UFO channel. Uh, 
to then, but still do the fakes, of course. Uh, make Photoshop and CGI later, which I just said. Uh, made some kind of deal with uh, a UK uh, magazines, or UK, uh, <laughs> as I got there, reporter, um, which was Austin, what's his name? John Austin. So I'm not sure if he gave him extra bit of cash there or what, but um, they seem to have a strong bond of promoting some of his best fakes, which um, you've probably seen on the web, uh, which we probably can find. Um, UK Express, you can type in the main name, security, and there's probably still a few videos up, up of his. Uh, just try that, because he never spells his name right. So he reckons it's 64,000 views there, straight away uh, gives you the best result there because of Google algorithms. And uh, the one is about the portal, I think that's the cube one, isn't it? Uh, let's have a look. Uh, what's, it's gone too big. There you go. So he did a few ones. One was a pencil sharpener. Well, it looked like a pencil sharpener. Uh, let's see. Is that the cube one or is that another one he's done later? Uh, it looks like another one. Uh, some sort of darkness in the clouds here. Uh, so I thought it might be the cube one, first of all. Uh, also, you got some debunks from. Uh, me as well as Lions Ground up there. Uh, let's see. So we probably could narrow it down. But you can see he's made Metabunk here as well. Daytona one. Oh, there's the pencil sharpener one. Right. And before that, he had the cube one. Uh, I'm not sure if it's listed here or not. So you can see here I'm not the only one that's uh, exposing his lies. Um, but I have got the hardcore evidence because uh, I found two leak of videos that uh, no one else did and uh, exposed them. But his first one was Mr. Ken, which we will do live, uh, live debunk in a minute. So I'll just type in uh, cube. Maybe that one's less popular now, but I think he's had lots and lots of views on it now. Uh, Daily Express cube that appeared. Uh, let's see what else we got. Famous UFO hunter under fire. So that was when I brought up the new leak of videos, and Austin tried to help cover it up. Um, but still, it's written there in print that he admitted to doing one of the leaker ones. Uh, so someone else is here said that he's admitted it. I'm not sure if they're sharing my stuff or what there. Uh, looks like they've got uh, UK Express there. So let's have a look at that one. Is that the cube one? Uh, there we go. There's the cube one. So he went from 50,000 subs at that stage to almost 100 subs overnight uh, once he got that publicity from this crazy video he did. And then later he, he tried to defend it by bringing out another video after this one. I'm, you should be able to find it on his channel um, by having a witness that actually uh, 
took the photographs and I was very suspicious that it sounded very much like his wife. <laughs> um, there was no um, video, it was just voice only, said to be over a phone and it sounded like it was in the actual same room. So you probably can find that one on his channel uh, somehow. Cube UFO maybe. Security. Uh, I know Google's not very good at searching. Uh, so there you go. Someone's got something up here. UK Express has come up. Uh, Security's the next one here. Oh, looks what? 2015, this one. Ah. UFO over El Pasco. Uh, looks like it's embedded page there. Well, go and find it on this UFO channel anyway yourselves and have a watch it if you've not seen it. I'll just uh, close that one down now. So, uh, we're about to we got to. Um, so, yeah, he grew fast. Um, some of the videos made it to cable TV. I think the Cube one did, didn't it? Went to Fox News. Uh, once big other fraud UFO channels teamed up to provide him content for kickbacks. So you're probably seeing people like UFO seekers sharing contact with him, to, uh, content with him, <laughs> and um, getting uh, building up his channel very quickly with subs. I think he's up to 250,000 subs now. And you also got um, uh, Mr. MBB, um, a whole heap of people. Um, Street Cat was one that's now died. Um, another, another one. Quite a heap of them out there that shared content. Smaller, lesser known channels. Uh, UFA Today, was it? But you, you all know all of the ones that shared content, content with them. Yeah, of course, some of the hoaxer ones, which we don't know where they come from. Uh, there was a few in NASA footages that they did. But anyway. Um, just uh, finish with that tab now. So that's the history. Um, that's how it went down. Now, I think um, it was before I started my channel. And I think uh, Open Minds did a news clip where he was talking to um, Jason McCunnan and said um, that he once wasn't listed as a, a, a real news source for UFOs but entertainment. So, yeah. So, you've heard about uh, the latest news on him as well. Uh, that uh, I mentioned last Sunday too briefly, but turns out uh, he might have been set up uh, by the domestic one because uh, the report talked about him meeting a girl uh, in a neighboring state and she sent him inside and there were three black men waiting and they forced to him to give over his wallet and pin details and uh, go to the bank and take it out. It's a bit like what you see in a movie, I guess. So he reported this to police, and he actually told her he was meeting the girl for sex, 
Um, rather than just saying we was meeting her for a date or something, but um, from an online date. Um, so this is when he's married. This is when, uh, in back in January uh, 2019. So I'm not too sure, was there a time period there where he wasn't uploading any videos because he was probably stressed out? I'm not sure. I can't move back that far now, a year ago. Uh, so, so yeah, so he reported that to the cops. I'm not sure if it was dealt with or not properly, but um, they may have gotten back, right? They may have said, oh, I want to make amends. Uh, it wasn't meant to happen like that, blah, blah, blah. Here, uh, we, we've got your wallet and all that here if you want to come and pick it up and then maybe set him up again, right? <laughs> so until we hear the court case, which is meant to be coming 27th of January, uh, we won't know the full details whether he did actually hit his wife after the event or... Uh, this or he was actually set up by this um, crowd of people but the DUI charges are definitely confirmed he admitted that he was guilty and uh, the information's out there already on that one this one's yet to go to troll so um, yeah so you can see some people commented there on it so I'm, I'm not saying I'm defending him, but a lot of people say he's got he's alcoholic and he's drunk um, all the time. I, I don't think so. Um, I think maybe he just had a, a few drinks and got behind the wheel and didn't realise that he was over the limit or something like that, right? Uh, I don't know why he wouldn't have come clean about it. Uh, it would have done him better to come clean on, on that stuff. Um... And also about um, meat on a gill. But maybe his wife still doesn't know, right? So, <laughs> so uh, we'll have to see how it's all going to pad out yet. But uh, the guy is a liar. Uh, obviously, uh, we went over his video last time. A couple of Sundays back. So, um, that's the latest news on him anyway. So, we have to wait to 27th of the end of the month. I think it's listed in the court cases, pending ones. Uh, so yeah, and also we got here, um, UFO Interest has put up something as well. Um, the latest video published by Tyler Klockner Security with his pathetic explanation is now private. I've read several comments about what's said. One is very interesting. So we'll just have a look at what that is. So you can see the video is now private. And uh, someone said here that he's already on probation for the DUI, which um, happened first of all, uh, probably what, 10 days be before the other event. One was on, uh, it went to court on the 11th, but it, the actual DUI happened the previous month. I think it's on the details of that printout I did from the court database. There's no way he was out of state traveling for his supposed documentary. He's not allowed to leave the state and his driver license is suspended. Yeah, but other people could drive him, right? Um, and he could be out of state. He may have just taken the risk to do filming 
and maybe he got caught outside the state where they he got arrested again so maybe that's where he's disappeared to again also he is a team of lawyers he would be advised not to make this type of video he accusing the jail of beating him and he's not being apologetic meaning the judge will see this video and give him the max sentence well that's why he pulled it anyway though he only served three days for his DUI suspended he's going to be made to serve those remaining days after the judge sees this video so it's kind of stupid that he did it right um, so I'm not sure what you guys think about it so I'm going to have a quick look does a lot of weather posts <laughs> post under submitted UFOs uh, Mr. B MBB I've got a, a truth playlist on him where he's done several videos which clearly was like um, either LED light, uh, kite or actually a drone in the sky um, another one was uh, clouds and uh, uh, city lights behind he was saying it was a mothership and you could see there was when you enhanced it enough you could actually see uh, a loop where a soccer field is where it was taken and you could see it was like a field overlooking and uh, looking down onto a, a city outline so yeah it wasn't wasn't um, a UFO unfortunately and the lights in the sky were actually planes coming into land so that's why you put it into uh, stuff like flight tr flight radar and plane finder which uh, the Iranian government didn't do on that shoot down they did <laughs> if they just used that um, they could have debunked it as friendly so yeah so we got um, other people to talk about here third phase UFO proof putting up bullshit um, so those ones so we can get on to the real-time stuff now so I'm just gonna have to expand it a wee bit so his first uh, last uh, leaker video he did was uh, this one here now I'll show you how I found it um, Mr. Ken one got cleaned up pretty well but you can see this guy here uh, has re-uploaded it from 2000 and 14 uh, probably two 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 weeks after he deleted it because uh, it got found out pretty quick uh, so he uploaded it in November as well and so did Tyler um, there's some screenshots I've got on my original so playlists playlists and uh, you can see I've got various truth about various people out there and he'll be at the bottom now because you can see uh, he's not as important as other things that are happening so uh, he's way behind here now so if you go into the playlist here which is in my um, description by the way copy link uh, 
Now these are properly done in software, but the real-time ones are going to show you how you can use the web browser itself to debunk them. Tyler, the truth, is it? <laughs> I can't see now. So if you go into that one, where's it gone to? I kind of see it now. Stupid program. Now oh, there it is. So you go into here. It's sorted in order of the ones that I expect you to watch it. And so we got almost 50 in there. 50 of my 460 videos are about him. And if you go to the description, uh, it's a lot of information here, extra stuff that you need to watch. And uh, one of them is a snapshot. So let's see. Uh, some were saying it was April Fools, and it's not. We got a snapshot of his actual YouTube channel here when it was uploaded. Uh, whereabouts was it now though? And uh, there's the cameraman one, I've got a link there too. Oh, here it is here. So it's on Twitter. Um, and I've got to zoom in off the page. So you can see it says channel, security. Uh, and you see it there, it was uploaded in November 2014. So now we've got a copy of the same video, you can see it in the background here. Uh, so we'll just leave that open there for the time being. And you can see this guy uploaded it not soon after, after he deleted it. Because these are people trying to um, make a lot of subs, right? Now that one's got 6,000 almost, and he's got 28,000 views out of it. So let's just play a clip of it here. And let's see if it all works. Kea. Uh, major space agencies have been a bit distraught over the past months due to the fact that the solar system with which we live in and its planets have been changing uh, due to some unforeseen force that has entered the solar system. Well, it's not unforeseen to me or the few that have seen this footage, but it will be unseen to the larger part of the world. Okay, so this is his last one he did, saying he got it from secure email. You can see it's his logo. Bit cheeky uploading his video with the badges and everything. Yes, my name is Ken, and I work as a, an astronomer. Right, so we just um, play around with the voice add-on here called the Pitch yes, Shifter. Yes, my name is Ken, and I work as a, an astronomer and a scientist for a government agency. That is all that I can say at this time. This footage here was personally taken by myself and another colleague at the WM Keck Observatory, which is located near the summit of Hawaii's Mauna Kea. Uh, 
major space agencies have been a bit distraught over the past months so, due to the well, fact you reckon that the solar cruise that I didn't make it right. Um, you can see it says voice straight away. Um, yeah, tried to keep the swearing down. <laughs> uh, SL gets um, caught on the side uh, spam checker. So you can hear it says voice there when I change the pitch on the fly. Uh, you can install the app yourself if you want to play around with it. Uh, it's called Pitch Shifter. Works for Chrome and obviously Brave, which is uh, Chrome based. So I'll just uh, carry on playing it so you can have a listen. ...system with which we live in and its planets have been changing uh, due to some unforeseen force that has entered the solar system. Well, it's not unforeseen to me or the few that have... So he's talking like this, and he's changing his voice a wee bit, then he's playing around in the software to try and make it even more disguised, but he didn't do a very good job of it, he got a bit lazy. <laughs> I've seen this footage, but it will be unseen to the larger part of the world. This here, let me pull it up, is an image of Saturn that we captured in early November of this year, 2014, after we had imaged Uranus uh, and imaged a growing massive storm on Uranus with enormous cloud systems so bright for that for the first time ever, we, along with other amateur astronomers, could see the details in the planet's <laughs> atmosphere. Which is kind of funny because he's got this advanced camera and he's never ever aimed it at this, the moon to do a video on it, which would have be been easy material, wouldn't it? So I'm actually doing young UFO hunting. Go to a UFA hotspot for the weekend. That would be uh, what I would be doing. Um, especially if you had that many followers, right? That's what a, U, U, a real UFO uh, ufologist does, right? So, um, yeah, it goes on a fair bit. You can see here, if, so, if someone faked that, uh, they spend a lot of effort in that. And, of course, um, this is way before all the defake... Uh, deepfake software was out, but we'll be going over deepfakes as well. There's no way you could take individual words, uh, splice it together to make a big long script like this. Um, so we'll just go back to the beginning of this again. All that I can say at this time. Now it might not be perfect with the pitch shifter, and um, the, the better software I used was Audacity. Yes, but my this... name is Ken, and I work as a, an astronomer and a scientist for a government agency. That is all that I can say at this time. This footage here was personally taken by myself and another colleague at the WM Keck Observatory, which is located near the summit of Hawaii's Mona Kea. Uh, Major space agencies have been a bit distraught over the past months due to the fact that the solar system with which we live in and its planets have been changing uh, due to some unforeseen force that has entered the solar system. Well, it's not unforeseen to me or the few that have seen this footage, but it... Uh, so it's as clear as I can get yes, that My one. name is Ken. And I work as a, an astronomer and a scientist for a government agency. That is all that I can say at this time. <laughs> this footage here was personally taken by myself and another colleague at the WMK. So it goes on a few uh, Now, we're not sure if it's a planet or not, but the imaging shows something that has the characteristics of such. I can't say much more at this time, except that the government knows about this and they are keeping tight-lipped throughout the research of this thing. 
I am risking possible arrest, even talking about it. I could not make any copies of these images off of this computer system due to some security fail-safes in the software that does not allow me to make copies. Any data <laughs> being copied or sent from this system is logged. So the best Now, if you don't believe he's an actor and he's reading out a script, um, then you're delusional. And, of course, this is where he started his channel. So why didn't he come clean on this on Fade to Black interview? He should have admitted to it that he started this channel up as entertainment and made some fakes. Uh, he could have uh, come clean completely on it and um, silenced all the critics out there. But he's um, con continuously putting out stuff that's dubious. Uh, you know, skydivers, uh, flare drops. Oh, yeah. So uh, just keep that in mind. Oh, yeah, thanks for Southern Ghost Hunter. <laughs> um. Yes, so we'll get on to the other ones that I found. Um, he spent a wee bit more time on one of them, which is a bit harder to decode with this add-on on the browser. I'll give you the link to this. Uh, this is the only one I found online, but I think there's maybe another couple of copies out there, but it's really hard to find, as you know, at Google. Uh, makes it really hard to find stuff, and especially if they change the title of it, uh, which this guy has done here. Because uh, it was uh, originally called Giant Body Entering the Solstice, and this guy's renamed it, calling it Planet X, X. So, Mr. Ken Original Source, if you want to have a play around with it. And yeah, maybe you can harass this guy to take it down, because it's um, causing noise to the UFO community, of course. Uh, Mr. Original. I missed Mr. Ken there, didn't I? Mr. Ken. Um, so some, I had some experts on uh, BitChute saying that it was uh, a fake done by myself. Uh, I think that there makes it clear as day that I, I didn't do it. <laughs> um, let's see, BitChute, have I still got the link to it? Just going to have a read of those silly comments. Uh, so here's my channel. Uh, it's way too big, so scale it down. Comes in like that normally. Has all your top videos. You can see the title ones are crept way to the top here. With almost 2,000 views already. And my BitChute channel is only about 8 months old, I think. And uh, I've uploaded some of the old ones here just to prove that it's not about money, about clicks, it's not about views, it's not about subs. Because why would they put it on a separate channel, right? So I'll counteract all the claims here that I'm, I'm using Tyler's name for views and subs. And uh, as you can see, not many people have joined me, even though I've got his name in the title today even. So so here's the original I've got uploaded here on BitChute as well. It's a bit harder to take down. And I had this idiot... Um, Uh, a lot of people said you could tell it's Tyler's voice without decoding it, which is true, you can. You can hear uh, the words that he says is very similar to how he talks. So, uh, whether that guy deleted his comments, I don't know. He may have deleted it. <laughs> Feeling embarrassed. Uh, looks like he may have gone, has he? 
Oh no, here we go. Mr. V Toast. Actually, after voice analysis, it is Tyler's voice that is faked. You listen to it, you can easily tell the only reason I come up with this is why to take him down. And they just, they did that. So they're saying that I did this to bring him down. Sad but true, the pitch on Tyler's voice is slightly off. Only the trained ear can hear it. <laughs> now, he posted it all over the place, um, even on his uh, Twitter feed. Uh, here we go. Is this another one? No. So, uh, if he did some research, you could see it was definitely uh, on his channel because there was a screen snapshot there I had. But yeah, I'll post the link to my uh, bit shoot there if you want to sub to that too. Uh, I'll get the main page. Just in case my YouTube channel's taken down in the future, which it could happen. And they still haven't given me monetization back, uh, even though I've met their requirements. So they're sort of crippling me all the time. So there's my bit shoot channel. So let's move on to the next one, um, which was uh, leaked insider recording about NASA UFO. Uh, that was the title he used. Uh, I think it was also in the same year, but closer to the end of the year as well. Uh, oh no, let's see, what's that? No, uh, this was his first one, I think. 12th of the 9th. I think it's when he started his channel. And what's the other one we've got? Uh, we've got this one here. Uh, Dr. Norton, is it? Uh, Testimony of NASA, NASA Dr. Norton. So that was uh, the second one he did. So that's the first one. We put some more effort into it. Second one and uh, Mr. Ken was the third one he did. There may be more out there, of course, because uh, I come way after these dates. You can see this is 11th, uh, re-uploaded on the 10th. Uh, is it? Oh, not that one. No, it's Daily Motion. Uploaded on the uh, 12th of December, the 11th. So there's a few copies out there. 18. NASA. Oh no, that's not it. So there's only a few copies left. Uh, it's obviously some of them renamed it or some of them got taken down. So we'll just pick on one of these. Actually, I'll start with his second one because we're going backwards. So we'll do the Dr. Norton one first. And then we'll do that first one last. So let's have a listen to this one. So, Dr. Eric Norton, who is apparently a consultant for the National Security Agency. Now, people said he's a real person out there, but when you do um, tr track down the person, it always comes from uh, 2014, uh, which is... Um, Uh, let's see, Jan. So that's uh, the uh, Doctor uh, Mr. Ken was December, wasn't it? Oh, November, and this one was done 
earlier in the year. On the 2014. So this is his um, second one, and then that one was his first one. I'm just trying to get it right in my head, so I don't want to tell you the wrong thing. So let's just play a clip of it now. Now this is this wasn't the original video for it. Um, they've taken the, uh, the video away and put their own some of their own stuff on the front. So some of the other stuff may be what he had. I don't know. Uh, I'd have to check the original one I've got. Because um, it would have had his uh, logo at the beginning, or at least his logo in the corner, wouldn't it? So they would have uh, edited it out probably. You can start to hear it's his voice, but he's added a wee bit more distortion in there with some modulation, right? So I'll just give you a link to this one. Uh, copy. So this is Dr. Norton's source. It's amazing how many people copy his stuff and just post it all around. Dr. N. So you can see there I was changing the pitch slowly higher again. And you can see it's his voice, but it's got some sort of other modulation added over top of it. Talking the breakdown of society itself. We are talking about a subject matter that even up until today carries with it a level of disbelief amongst the majority of the worldwide community. On January 22nd, 2012, I was called to the McDonald Observatory in Texas, which happens to be the second largest optical telescope in the continental U.S. I received a phone call from an associate with the observatory and was booked that night on a flight out to Texas, where I was met by an agent reporting to be with Homeland Security. Uh, he didn't say anything to me other than that he had been dispatched to see that I had reached the observatory and reviewed the information within that was awaiting me. Now, when I arrived at the McDonald Observatory, I was met by a second man with Homeland Security, and by this time I was really dumbfounded as to what was going on as it pertained to me. So what do you reckon, guys? Sound like matters of national security, so I was really lost as to what it was that could be so urgent that it warranted this almost security guard-like behavior uh, from these two agents. I was quickly shuffled back into the main observatory chamber where I met four other gentlemen who were involved with the operations of the observatory. Uh, and what they showed me 
was of such a shock to even my belief system that once confirmed, I had to sit down and take a moment to get a hold of myself. Just what I saw, me. I can best explain in my own words as an array of massive three-dimensional black structures in space, in straight-line formation, advancing in the direction of planet Earth. I this one goes on for a long time. Taken three months prior, which depicted the very obvious course of direction by the... Certainly an actor reading the script. home awaiting orders to continue my work if needed. No way you could fake all that. Especially back in 2014. Uh, it wasn't until all of this commotion regarding the government shutdown, particularly of all the space surveillance projects, that I made some calls to see what was going on. Sure enough, what I had feared the most had been confirmed after I contacted a close friend whom I'd worked with confidentially on this project at the McDonald's Observatory. I asked him what was going on, and was there something to all of these space monitoring programs being shut down, including NASA, and was there cause to worry? My colleague sounded extremely unnerved when I spoke with him. At one point, it was almost as if he was trembling in his speaking, and I asked him, you know, what, what is going on here? It was then that he told me that the objects had reappeared and had positioned themselves behind the moon. The blackout of... So, um... All he could have done for that was, uh, I've got this in an email, I'm going to read it out, right? So he didn't have to disguise his voice. <laughs> He's got no disclaimers on the original video as well. Um, it's a shame that he's deleted it. You, um, that's another thing, is um, if you got some smoking gun evidence from a leaker, right, from a government, you don't simply delete that video because it's going to always generate a lot of traffic to it. I think he got um, like a 5 million views on it before he deleted it. Um, so yeah, he was off and running when he put this up on his channel to start with. So, if you're a real UFO person, this sort of crap should make you very angry. Um, so, yeah, in my investigations, if you have a look at my ones I've done years ago, I actually found it posted on uh, blogs and forums, and people were talking about it, saying they couldn't find any person called that. Uh, so, yeah. And the other one uh, is the first one. He didn't actually say the person's name at all, so we'll just get to that one now. Right. I forgot, got to expand it. Uh, so, that was the original title here, Giant Body Behind Saturn. Uh, so I tried to search on that to see if I could find copies of it. And you can see here the dates. And how many subs did he have back then? Uh, not quite 100,000 subs then. Uh, 99271. Oh, it's got it over here too. So, 
That's after after he did uh, the cube one, or was it just before? I'm not too sure now. Uh, it's a few years ago now. So I'll just close that one down. So I want to get to this one here. So how did I search this? So I used um, the title that I knew it was called, and I deleted some of the underscores here. And I went to tools uh, any time, and I did a custom range. So I did 2011 to 2014 or 16, just before I started my channel to prove that it wasn't me behind it. And uh, here are some of these ones here. You can see it's quite a long one, another 12 minute script that he's written. Um, so if he wrote that, he's quite talented, right? Um, it's definitely uh, acting and he's making lots of money from it. And you can see this one's on daily motion. I wasn't sure whether this plugin was going to work, but it seems to. Um, I'm not sure if it's got his badges on this one or not. If someone has removed it, we'll play it in a minute and have a look. I scaled it down a bit. There we go. Uh, let's see. Just play that. Let's have a look. June 29th, 2008, 6.32 p.m. I'm creating this message to let the people of the world or whoever happens to hear this know the truth about what is going on with regards to the alien presence in our world as well as interstellar space and within our own solar system. I myself am a worker in one of the underground bases located near Groom Lake. I have done my work there for the past eight years and within the next coming months will be discharged. Now what I'm going to tell you, you may want to take with a grain of salt, but I assure you everything that I am about to say is truth, is fact, <laughs> and whether you know it or believe it or not, everything that I will tell you is common knowledge within the Black Ops community at the most highest and secretive levels. So you can see that's his voice. Um, so if you've listened to him for years like we have, um, you should be able to identify that as uh, Tyler. And we'll just um, skim some of it. Now as I said, I, I've worked inside an underground base near Groom Lake for the past eight years. And have done my work there as a researcher and analyst, working within the realm of the ET program, as we call it, or as it's known in the Black Ops community as G28. What we do here is research, analyze, and investigate the extraterrestrial presence within our solar system and other dimensions, and. What I'm going to tell you today is the truth about what is going on 
I will try not to be too vague uh, in my revelations. However, I do not want to say too much as I have already committed a felony in the eyes of our government just by speaking on the subject. Well, he's done a lot more felonies since then. <laughs> soon after my discharge. And I he likes wearing orange suits, as we found out. Uh, so I've asked the owner of this video that we have seen in videos and that many people not know about the universe and how it works. However, here are the facts that I can confirm as truth and were made known to me and that I and the other people that I worked with have been briefed on. So on I've, done, I've done this a lot better with uh, Audacity with other filters to get rid of that echo and all that sort of stuff. So if you're not listening to my 10 minute debunks on that, and how to use the Audacity software to reverse it, so I'm going to have a watch on. But hopefully this now convinces everybody out there that I'm not behind it. Um, and you can find the sources out there still today to prove what I'm telling you. There's no point in lying about this stuff. There's enough uh, legit stuff out there to talk about without having to create stuff like this. So, yeah, when he went on Fade to Black, he said, no, he's not made any fakes. Um, Fade to Black should have done better research. He would have found my leaker videos. He covered up for Tyler. As far as I'm concerned, he knew all about it. Remember, he brought it up on the show. And uh, you could see how Tyler reacted about the fakes. He didn't even bring up the Mr. Ken one in the UK magazine. He could have at least brought that up too, couldn't he? Um, so, yeah. So you can see it goes on a fair bit, the whole story. So it must have taken him probably days to write a big script uh, looking at other UFO videos and just put it in there. Including the infamous glass tubes seen in the few of the publicly made photographs from NASA. Uh, now these are not glass structures, but a glass-like material that is about a thousand times stronger than any material or steel that we have on our own planet. Uh, these tubes were used as a means of travel uh, underground and above ground by the people who inhabited this planet. Uh, it is thought from our research that there are still uh, uh, an ET presence inhabiting Mars uh, but uh, again, this is this is as far as I will go, uh, and that I was briefed on regarding that matter. Now, I'm I'm not trying to be completely vague, but I am trying to give you a picture of, of what is going on out there. That that doesn't completely put me in in more danger than I am already in, just by revealing the few things that I have. Uh, one of the last things that I will reveal, uh, and that is definitely a fact, and that I have been briefed on, and that many other people involved with the Black Up community have been briefed on, and that is our own moon, uh, which does in fact have alien bases on it, and also has bases from our own government. Uh, now, there is an ET presence, which is primarily located on the dark side of the moon. The Apollo program was in all actuality a reconnaissance mission so that we could research what was exactly there and who. 
uh, you will notice that many of the photos from the Apollo missions uh, have airbrushed out buildings and bases and this is the truth of the matter uh, about how uh, so not to keep playing a broken record um, this is the first time I've done a, a life debunk uh, doing his fakes uh, with the voices so you can see there uh, you can get the plugin shift uh, what's it called uh, pitch shifter and you can do it yourself if you want to believe that I'm faking it still. <laughs> Which you've got to be crazy if you think I am. Uh, pitch shifter. Plugin. That's the only one I've found that doesn't stuff up the browser and make it hang. Uh, pitch shifter, plugin, Chrome probably. Uh, that one there, I think. HTML5. And it's got the same logo up there. So if you want to add that, I'll just post it down the side for you. And you can have lots of fun. And if you find any more videos that I didn't, uh, let me know. But all that come from me. Uh, originally, I gave... Um, which one was it? Dr. Norton to uh, Lion's Ground to analyze. Then I thought I'd have it go at it myself. So I learnt the software and uh, now I come across this pitch shifter not too long ago and I thought I'd give it a try and bingo, you can see how good it worked. So he didn't know um, that was eventually going to happen. So yeah, it's a bit of a shame he hasn't still got him up on his channel because uh, I could have documented it, uh, but he took them down before 2016 when I started. But I was always a bit suspect uh, after the cube one he put up and the pencil sharpener uh, and other videos, so I started looking into him, and that's where, when I found these other stuff. And I found the Mr. Ken one through camera, the uh, Dazzle the Cameraman, and uh, I wonder why no one else was talking about it, and I thought, that's strange. So I started posting it around, uh, letting people know, like Alien Attic and uh, Blind's Ground and uh, Uni Rock and uh, UFO Theatre and uh, UFO Interest. I don't think he even had it posted up there until I started mentioning it. But yeah, it's going back a few years now. So yeah, we can close those ones down. I think we're finished with those now, hopefully. That we don't have to come back to these ones. Uh, as I said, you can search for them. Uh, I'll just go back on this one. Is it going to let me? What's going on here? Did that one go back? That one goes back. Uh, maybe that one I didn't search on. I must have copied it from another search. So we can't show you how I got that one. But this one I did. So um, as you can see, there's a few results there. There used to be 20 of those ones. So is it gradually, um, is he slowly deleting them, getting them removed?
Uh, looks like he might, might be, or they've renamed it. So yeah, get rid of these underscores, don't help. Search. And you can see we've got some other ones popping up, I think. So you can start to narrow it down of the time 2011 because we can see the date that it was posted on the video so they ripped it and that was in the original name I guess uh, on the title so we say 2011-2012 let's see what's there go and there's another one which we didn't know about you see I haven't played it before, it's not turned uh, pink. Another one on daily motion. Um, is there any on, any on YouTube though? Uh, yes, is that YouTube? No, daily motion, daily motion. Leaked footage. We want YouTube really, so you can go tools, uh, sources. Uh, normally gives a YouTube in the link there. So leaked insider. Try that. I tell you, Google search is a lot worse than it used to be. Okay, now we've got some more selection here, YouTube. Oh, here we go. Uh, it's not the same video though. Uh, what was that one? Dr. Norton? Try Dr. Norton. Now what's going on? Dr. Norton. So we limited it to YouTube and the year number in it. So let's get rid of that. Dr. Norton, uh, Leaker. So this is what I did searching things, see what other Leaker ones I could find. Now unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's on YouTube anymore. He's gotten taken down by Oxford uh, since I publicized it. Um, NSA maybe. So it just goes to show what keywords matter when you're searching. And NASA. Got Doctor Who coming up. Just shows how useless um, Google is. It's putting uh, commercial ones before what we're looking for. We're looking just for average users. It should have like another option here. Just normal creators. But anyway, um, looks like I'm not going to find a YouTube version, but you might be able to find one. That one's on YouTube though, the uh, Mr. Ken. 
Uh, I don't want to waste any more time on that, really. Uh, what was the next topic? Uh, deep fakes, wasn't it? Just uh, oh, deep fakes. There, yeah, so uh, we've got deep fakes here. This was only written in September 2019. Uh, the Chinese claim samples of 10, uh, 5 to 20 seconds was all that was needed, uh, which is just more propaganda, Chinese propaganda, trying to outdo the USA research. Uh, so you need a one minute of clean speech, no background music, uh, which would um, make it glitchy still, even even then. Uh, but the thing is, uh, they talk about uh, in the articles that it's one minute of a particular phrase, so it catches all your syllables and the way you, you pronounce constants and all that sort of stuff. So one minute's quite a long time, really, um, talking. A phrase out to get the, the software to learn your voice reasonably well, uh, which you can't get uh, from taking samples of YouTube videos, especially if they've got background music. Uh, so, deep fakes uh, still have um, technical problems uh, with it. Uh, so, unless they've got an uh, intelligence to be able to remove background music. You just have to, the voice, uh, which is the next possibility in technology to be able to do that. Uh, it's quite complex because you're talking about a single waveform uh, with mixed um, different sign f uh, frequencies into it, which makes the overall speech. So this article here, let's just open it up. Artificial intelligence, first voice mimicking software reported used in a major theft. So this came out on the news, uh, but they talked about it had various glitches in it. Um, so uh, when they phoned up the person, they said, "Oh, we're film, uh, we're f we're calling you from an elevator, um, which is a bit um, patchy for signal." And so the person still believed it. Um, so I'll just uh, read out about this um, thing if you've not heard about it. How they stole money. I suppose they got it transferred to their own bank account or something like that. Thieves used voice mimicking software to imitate a company executive's speech and dupe his subordinate into sending hundreds of thousands of dollars to a secret account, the company's insurer said, in a remarkable case that some researchers are calling one of the world's first publicly reported artificial intelligence hosts. The managing director of a British energy company, believing his boss was on the phone, followed orders one Friday afternoon in March to wire more than $240,000 to an account in Hungary, said representatives from the French insurance giant Eula Hermes, which declined to name the company. So, energy company, so what's that, um, power? Or British oil? So, what they're talking about there? Uh, request was rather strange, so let's uh, just read what they said here. So even deep fakes uh, can be suspicious, and yet it wasn't suspicious enough. The request was rather strange, the director noted later in an email, but the voice was so lifelike that he felt he had no choice but to comply. 
the insurer, whose case was first reported by the Wall Street Journal, provided new details on the theft to the Washington Post on Wednesday, including an email from the employee tricked by what the insurer is referring to internally as the false Joan. So, uh, was there a chunk missing there? Uh, so, it's a nice big font now. You should be able to read it <laughs> along with this, the reader. I'm just having a drink while it's reading out. Now being developed by a wide range of Silicon Valley titans and AI startups, such voice synthesis software can copy the rhythms and intonations of a person's voice and be used to produce convincing speech. Tech giants such as Google and smaller firms such as the ultra-realistic voice cloning startup Libbers have helped refine the resulting fakes and made the tools more widely available free for unlimited use. But the synthetic audio and AI-generated videos, known as deep fakes, have fueled growing anxieties over how the new technologies can erode public trust, empower criminals, and make traditional communication, business deals, family phone calls, presidential campaigns, that much more vulnerable to computerized manipulation. Criminals are going to use whatever tools enable them to achieve their objectives cheapest, said Andrew Grotto, a fellow at Stanford University's Cyber Policy Center and a senior director for cybersecurity policy at the White House during the Obama and Trump administrations. AD this is a technology that would have sounded exotic in the extreme 10 years ago, now being well within the range of any lay criminal who's got creativity to spare, Grotto added. Viral Chinese app Zhao puts your face in place of Leonardo DiCaprio's in deepfake videos developers of the technology have pointed to its positive uses, saying it can help humanize automated phone systems and help mute people speak again. But its unregulated growth has also sparked concern over its potential for fraud, targeted hacks and cybercrime. Okay. Researchers at the cybersecurity firm Symantec said they have found at least three cases of executives' voices being mimicked to swindle companies. Symantec declined to name the victim companies or say whether the Eula Hermes case was one of them, but it noted that the losses in one of the cases totaled millions of dollars. So, there you go. But we want to get down to the technical side of it. Uh, so we'll just keep on going. I think it goes into that, if I remember right, because that's why I bookmarked it. The systems work by processing a person's voice and breaking it down into components, like go. sounds or syllables, that can then be rearranged to form new phrases with similar speech patterns, pitch and tone. The insurer did not know which software was used but a number of the systems are freely offered on the web and require little sophistication, speech data or computing power. Libbird, for instance, advertises the most realistic artificial voices in the world and allows anyone to create a voice-mimicking vocal avatar by uploading at least a minute of real-world speech. The company, which did not respond to requests for comment, has defended releasing the software widely, saying it will help acclimate people to the new reality of a fast-improving and inevitable technology so that society can adapt. In an ethics statement, the company wrote, Imagine that we had decided not to release this technology at all. Others would develop it and who knows if their intentions would be as sincere as ours. So, yeah, it says at least one minute. doesn't say that it's identical, 
uh, most realistic. It's, uh, see, they're not uh, making claims that's identical. So I think in the future they're probably going to have to uh, put some sort of um, a tone that the humans can't hear in the software that mimics the voice, right? So it's got a me type sound that we don't hear it, but a dog might be able to hear it or whatever to know whether it's, it can be identified as mimic software in the future. But at the moment, the technology is still young. Uh, and if it's used correctly, it can fool people like... Um, saying you're calling, calling from a mobile phone, which, as you know, is lower quality audio anyway. Uh, and, but online um, may not be so convincing. Uh, like, especially if you read out a page of Tyler's stuff there, um, you would see that um, doing that with the software with one-minute speech probably wouldn't be realistic enough. Um, you see the people they've done online have been Obama, which has done uh, clean speech uh, presentations where there's no music or people talking over him. And also Joe Rogan, he's always in the studio talking on his mic, but he's got no background music just to make it a bit more complicated for people to steal his voice. Uh, who's the other one? Um, Trump has been copied, has he? Um, who else has been done? A few actors. So where they've got clean speech, where they can get a minute of those um, syllables from it. Uh, so here we go, we're going into more inf technical information here, I think. So these people making claims against me that I use deepfake software to make those videos, this loony, loony bins, uh, they're not doing the research. Saurabh Shinta, a senior researcher who studies such adversarial attacks in Symantec's California-based research lab, said the audio-generating technology has in recent years made transformative progress because of breakthroughs in how the algorithms process data and compute results. The amount of recorded speech needed to train the voice impersonating tools to produce compelling mimic rise, he said, is also shrinking rapidly. The technology is imperfect. And some of the fake voices wouldn't fool a listener in a calm, collected environment, Shinta said. But in some cases, thieves have employed methods to explain the quirks away, saying the fake audio's background noises, glitchy sounds or delayed responses are the result of the speakers being in an elevator or car or in a rush to catch a flight. Beyond the technology's capabilities, the thieves have also depended on age-old scam tactics to boost their effectiveness, using time pressure, such as an impending deadline or social pressure, such as a desire to appease the boss, to make the listener move past any doubts. In some cases, criminals have targeted the financial gatekeepers in company accounting or budget departments, knowing they may have the capability to send money instantly. So probably what will happen now because of this technology is that we'll have um, voice analyzing software on all the phone systems at banks and stuff, just to see if it's a valid voice it might be to the stage where you have to um, transmit a tone from a special device that the bank sends you you know if you're going to talk to the bank here's a tone the tone matches what, what their code says and away you go whatever you know um, so you can see how this is going to impact in the future for sure when you create a stressful situation like this for victims, they're 
Ability to question themselves for a second. Wait, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Very true. Uh, so, there's a wee bit more here. I'll just read it out because it's quite interesting how these criminals are using it. Certainly hasn't mentioned anything about online stuff uh, on Google. Euler Hermes representative said the company, a German energy firm subsidiary in Britain, contacted law enforcement but has yet to name any potential suspects. The insurer, which sells policies to businesses covering fraud and cybercrime, said it is covering the company's full claim. The victim director was first called late one Friday afternoon in March, and a voice demanded he urgently wire money to a supplier in Hungary to help the company avoid late payment fines. The fake executive referred to the director by name and sent the financial details by email. AD the director and his boss had spoken directly a number of times, said Eula Hermes spokeswoman Ant J. Walters, who noted that the call was not recorded. The software was able to imitate the voice, and not only the voice, the tonality, the punctuation, the German accent, she said. After the thieves made a second request, the director grew suspicious and called his boss directly. Then the thieves called back. Unraveling the ruse, the fake Joan was demanding to speak to me whilst I was still on the phone to the real Joan. The director wrote in an email the insurer shared with the post. Fake porn videos are being weaponized to harass and humiliate women. Everybody is a potential target. The money, totaling 220,000 euros, was funneled through accounts in Hungary and Mexico before being scattered elsewhere, Yula Hermes representatives said. No suspects have been named, the insurer said. And the money has disappeared. So I put this down to banks. You know, banks are a big fraud network, right? And um, they enabled the, the the people to get away with it, right? Uh, why can't they track that money? Why can't they take it back out of their bank account numbers, uh, bank accounts, and uh, have the police raid their homes? So they they would know all these details, right? It's the banks that enable the crime to exist. You know, that you get it with online dating scams and. Uh, they just don't clamp down on it. Um, recently, uh, Mum got a text on her phone saying she's got a parcel picked up. And she sent some money for them to send the parcel on. I said, what the hell are you doing? That's a scam site. <laughs> so she never got her money back. The bank wouldn't, wouldn't give her back her money. Uh, it wasn't much money, but it all adds up. So say it was only like $4. Um, if you do that to a 1,000 people, that's $4,000 you got for that particular day, right? saying that the parcel got held up in customs and send pay money here and they've cloned the website so it almost looks identical and it sends it to the paypal and all that uh so yeah people do get conned uh if you're not careful uh, my dad also got conned on some pills on a facebook app and facebook don't own up to it right um And he got done out of hundreds and hundreds of dollars, and he had to c cancel his credit card because the banks uh, can't stop it, right? Uh, why can't they stop it, you know? Why can't they refund the money? Um, it's because they profit from crime themselves. They're, they're part of the crime network. <laughs> it's like hoaxers working with hoaxers. Banks work with bankers and criminals. Because that's where they make all their millions. That's why they got their uh, mansions, you know, they get their hundreds to a million dollar bonuses a year you know i used to clean for banks and i never 
never will do it again, that's for sure. Bunch of psychopaths. <laughs> uh, especially the females. AI developers are working to build systems that can detect and combat fake audio, but the voice mimicking technology is evolving rapidly. Google, for instance, has invested in research and has funded challenges to automatically recognize spoofed speech. But the company has also developed some of the world's most persuasive voice AI, including its duplex service, which can call restaurants to book a table using a lifelike, computer-generated voice. Like this. There's a tension in the commercial space between wanting to make the best product and considering the bad applications that product could have, said Charlotte Stanton, the director of the Silicon Valley office of the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. Researchers need to be more cautious as they release technology as powerful as voice synthesis technology, because clearly it's at a point where it can be misused. Dig deeper, new technology plus privacy. Yeah, so it still goes on a wee bit here, but uh, I think it's worth reading out. Um, Oregon Sheriff, what's he up to? Google Chrome, so we got to the end, almost. Uh, so this would have been like a couple of minute clip on TV. This is the, like the full details, um, which adds in that it's not perfect technology still. Uh, still, still got a way to go, but doesn't mean in another year, another two years, that uh, it's going to get really serious uh, technology. An Oregon Sheriff's Department became the first law enforcement agency in the country to use Amazon's facial recognition software, running 1,000 searches in a year to help solve crimes. But experts fear it could increase wrongful arrests. How businesses market surveillance software to schools there is no proof that facial recognition software can prevent school shootings, yet companies are building sales pitches to schools around the promise of keeping children safe from school shooters. Get smart about your browser's privacy issues. Our tech reviewer found more than 11,000 requests in a week for trackers from websites in Google Chrome. The browser even welcomed trackers from websites you would think were private, like Eatmer and the Federal Student Aid website. Okay, so what they mean by tracking where, where you, um, all, the visit, all the websites that you visit, uh, they collect information that you search in. Well, that's what Google's been doing for a long time. They they denied it at first, and eventually they got caught out. But um, yeah, then they sell it to advertisers, right? They use it for targeting ads. Now they had to create all these terms or services and TOS terms. Uh, what was the other one? Um, TOS. What's the other terms? But you know what I mean. But uh, you have to agree to it when you sign up with stuff, and it's like 20 pages long. And uh, I'm pretty sure most people don't read all of it. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, that, that article I've posted on the side there, so you can reread it if you want to. But you can see there they said it's not perfect by far. But uh, I found some more information further on. Uh, talking about. Fakes Chinese is that the one? I just want to go to the Chinese one, claim when they could do it in 3.7 seconds, and you can see how bad it is. Uh, so, this came out on Vice. Uh, I'll post the link to the side. Deep fakes Chinese. That's why I never believe anything out of China. 
Join the fakes. Because uh, I've got some samples at the end, and I'll go to these ones. Uh, original ones. So let's see if it works. Ask her to bring these things with her from the store. Okay, so there's the original. Keep that in your head. And that one then converted to American one. You can see how bad it is for 3.7 seconds. Telescope designs perform differently and have different strengths and weaknesses. This is Science Friday. I'm Ira Flato. Later in the hour, the fascinating history of paternity oh, science. That. But first, proteins. You know, they are the building blocks of life. They make up what's cells. What's playing that? Uh, something started all to play in there. Crappy, crappy site that does that. Uh, okay, so we got female voice. So you can see that it had sort of like a vocoder effect on the voice there. Wasn't really convincing, uh, but it got rid of the British accent, <laughs> which you could do with other software just as well, right? Uh, female one. Regional newspapers have outperformed the national titles. Okay, click that before it starts playing stupid stuff. Okay, so original clone speech speaker embedded adaptation. Uh, using that sample, Deep Voice made this clip. Okay, let's have a look. Large items are put into containers for disposal. Now, that this was really Science quiet. Friday. I'm, I... Oh, I hate that when it auto plays. Um, might have to up the volume a bit. I'm not sure if you can hear it. Large items are put into containers for disposal. This is Science who cares about science? <laughs> Large oh. items are put into containers for disposal. This is Science Friday. Large items are put into containers for disposal. This is Science Friday. I'm Ira. Large items are put into containers for disposal. Large so to me, that wouldn't convince me that uh, if you converted my voice to Tyler's voice, that what it would come out like with this stupid software. A model adaptation of a hundred samples. So is that saying it's a hundred different words? So let's have a listen to that one. See if it's any better. Such items are put into containers for disposal. Wee bit better. This is this. Science Friday. I'm I Large items are put into containers for disposal. This is Science Friday. I'm I Large items are put into containers for disposal. This is Science Friday. Uh, so, um, sounded a wee bit better, but it still sounded English, didn't it? So, what were they meant to be doing with that one? Regional newspapers have outperformed the national titles. So, I can still hear the British tone in, in that last one. So, yeah, I'm not convinced by this deep voice software from China. So, yeah, definitely the proper stuff, um, the real organization that's developing this said it had to have at least a minimum of a minute and it had to be a phrase of words that you had to read out uh, not steal it this is obviously stealing it from a computer voice and then try and convert it so let's see what they're saying here 
This guy thinks it's believable. <laughs> but nah. Deep Voice software can clone anyone's voice with just 3.7 seconds of audio using snippets Bullshit. of voices. Beijing's <laughs> Deep Voice can generate new speech, accents, and tones. By Samantha Cole, March the 8th, 2018, 7 o'clock, Amshara tweet snap image, shutter stock with just 3.7 seconds of audio. A new AI algorithm developed by Chinese tech giant Beiju can clone a pretty believable fake voice. Much like the rapid development of machine learning software that democratized the creation of fake videos, this research shows why it's getting harder to believe any piece of media on the internet. Researchers at the tech giant unveiled their latest advancement in deep voice, a system developed for cloning voices. A year ago, the technology needed around 30 minutes of audio to create a new, fake audio clip. Now, it can create even better results with just a few seconds of training material. Of course, the more training samples it gets, the better the output. One source results still sound a bit garbled, but it doesn't sound much worse than a low-quality audio file might. Uh, I don't agree with him. I don't know about these guys. So what else we got here? You can listen to the rest of the samples and AI-generated results here. Uh, the system can change a female's voice to male, which we listened to, and uh, it wasn't particularly good. But as as I said, the more samples you get, uh, the more it's going to be able to do it better, which is the key here. Um, so yeah, if you want to protect your voice on live streams, really, uh, we should be playing low background music all the time, which I find annoying. Um, so yeah, someone could turn it around and use my voice saying that Tyler is a good guy and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Which uh, some sicko would probably try and do, right? So The system can change a female voice to male, and a British accent to an American one, demonstrating that AI can learn to mimic different styles of speaking, personalizing text-to-speech to a new level. Voice cloning is expected to have significant applications in the direction of personalization in human-machine interfaces, the researchers write in a Beiju blog article on the study. This iteration of deep voice marks yet another development in AI-generated voice mimicry in recent years. Adobe demonstrated its Voco software in 2016, which could generate speech from text after 20 minutes of listening to a voice. Montreal-based AI startup Liboat claims it can do text-to-speech using just one minute of audio. These technologies represent the kind of leaps in the advancement of AI that researchers and theorists raised concerns around when deepfakes democratized machine learning generated videos. If all that's needed is a few seconds of someone's voice and a data set of their face, it becomes relatively simple to fabricate an entire interview, press conference, or news segment. Yep. So uh, I think there'll be some law changes for this coming in. Uh, where it will have to have that high, uh, low pitch, um, what you call infrasound, probably some marker in that in that band that the human ear can't hear, to identify it as uh, from the software. I think there'll be some changes in that line of it in the future. But we'll see how it develops. I think there must be already some uh, US stuff laws being passed on this. Um, so, yeah, um, where is the other bit? Uh, that one here. 
which is quite interesting. Then I'll get onto the video fakes, uh, which is a different technology again, but it's still a deep fake. So this article here is really good about security. Um, so deep fakes uh, from a security firm and proper technical people and pretty much still say what I just pretty much said I think uh, I'll just read out a chunk of it here oh, I slipped it too much, oh that'll do Deep fakes and voices the next data breach deep fake technology which uses deep learning to create fake or altered video and audio content continues to pose a major threat to businesses, consumers and society as a whole. In the lead-up to the 2020 US presidential election, government officials have expressed concerns about potential deepfake attacks to spread misinformation, and evidence suggests that while this technology is advancing rapidly, governments and tech companies are still ill-prepared to detect and combat it. Deepfakes caught in the wild We've seen how quickly deepfake videos can catch on, with tools like social media allowing them to spread like wildfire. Recent examples have included an altered video of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi slurring her words, as well as footage of Facebook's <laughs> oh, Mark Zuckerberg funny. giving a speech on the power of big data, actor Bill Hader doing an impression of Tom Cruise, and actress Jennifer Lawrence giving a speech with Steve Buscemi's face. Not all of these deep fake videos had malicious intent, but show how prevalent and mainstream deep fakes are becoming, and the potential for bad actors to leverage the technology to perpetrate crimes. Prominent figures like these are easy to target because they have so much public content available online that can be repurposed for deep fakes, but as this technology continues to advance, it won't be long before criminals have the tools to expand their targets beyond world leaders and celebrities. Cybersecurity companies have already seen successful deep fake audio attacks on businesses, suggesting the next big target for deep fake attacks could really be anyone. As Senator Marco Rubio put it, in the old days, if you wanted to threaten the United States, you needed 10 aircraft carriers, and nuclear weapons, and long-range missiles. And increasingly, all you need is the ability to produce a very realistic fake video that could undermine our elections, that could throw our country into tremendous crisis internally and weaken us deeply. He's not wrong, and it's only a matter of finding a YouTube video or recording a voice sample on a phone call to alter. Deep fakes could open deep pockets. Okay, deep pockets. So we've been through this before, but um, I think at the end he talks about the technical side of it again. Derailing, so we're coming up to it. So this is really just a summary. Incentivized by large potential gains, new fraudsters relentlessly invest time in gathering intelligence on intended victims and studying the paper trail of their target firm before initiating their attacks. It's not only the number of attempted attacks that are climbing, it's the actual amount of losses. Voice fraud can be costly to businesses and consumers alike, with phone-based ID theft costing US consumers approximately $12 billion every year. With continued advances in voice and artificial intelligence technology, we expect these attacks will only continue to increase and improve. Voice is the next data breach as cybercriminals continue to evolve their tactics and identify additional channels to target. I anticipate that voice will be the next major data breach. 
companies need to build defenses against the technology before it gets too unwieldy to contain. In fact, over the past five years, Pindrop has seen a massive uptick in synthetic audio attacks. Understanding the real dangers of synthetic audio, we set out to better understand and detect these attacks. We developed our own audio deepfakes using the voices of popular world leaders and celebrities that are regularly in the media, for example President Barack Obama and Ellen DeGeneres. We found that, while synthetic audio sounds normal to the human ear, it isn't possible at the normal speed and frequency at which humans speak. With an Achilles heel identified, we learned that AI and voice biometric technologies can analyze audio to successfully differentiate real from synthetic audios. So there you go. Uh, even though we can't detect it, the software can. Uh, microseconds or nanoseconds of sound. But I think they're going to have to put some, like I said, like a frequency embedded in it that we don't hear, which can identify what software it's from and all that sort of stuff. Derailing deepfakes tools to detect and combat deepfakes and synthetic audio are available to businesses, but unfortunately there is not yet anything to prevent these attacks from happening in the first place. Until more progress is made, consumers should think twice before they share potentially fake content on social media, just as businesses should before responding to suspicious requests from customers. If something seems off, do your own research to verify sources before accepting the content as fact. To keep up with increasingly sophisticated bad actors, it will be important for businesses and consumers alike to be vigilant to protect themselves from misinformation and fraud spread by deep fake technology and synthetic audio attacks. So, like I said, I've proven that um, uh, Tyler's fakes is not made by me, um, so you can find the sources online. So, they're saying here we're going to see a lot of more of it come online here where you get someone from NASA admitting that they're UFOs or whatever out there. So someone's got to be profiting from this on YouTube. Um, YouTube needs to clamp down uh, on that sort of stuff. So I suppose they can't get um, uh, security closed down because he's deleted those videos now uh, in this first two years of operation. Well, actually, it was the first uh, four, wasn't it? which is half his life of his channel. So why did they let him get away with it, really? Uh, makes you wonder what they were checking, if anything. They probably weren't back then. Now they check everything, right? Um, so, yeah. That was quite a good article on voice. So it's not perfect, as we just found out, and there's no, no point to panic just right now. But uh, in a year or two, definitely it's going to happen. So, yeah, definitely it couldn't have been used to fake uh, Tyler's stuff. Uh, it's not that good still. And he definitely hasn't got a one minute of clean speech. I mean, well, one minute of the special sequence that you've got to speak out. Uh, you would have to get it for multiple clips and string it together into the phrase and then play it back to the software. So, yeah, uh, there's my Twitter post on it there if you want to go and comment on it. Uh, looks like we had someone post on the side there. I'm not sure what happened there. So we go to the video fakes now, which are a bit more convincing and uh, mostly deal with the face. Uh, they don't seem to be faking other parts of the footage 
apart from roadsides, you know, uh, where they were converting it from summer to winter. That's about all I've seen online so far, but it's only going to get better. So, uh, video fix. Uh, here we go. Is that the one? Uh, what's that one? What's happening there? That was on my page. <laughs> That's nothing to do with it. What's happened to my link? Uh, here we go. Is that the one? Detecting deep fake videos in a blink of an eye. Uh, have, we got, have I got something else here? Let me just check. Uh, electronic voice for morning. Frank bot sick coming at the end, hopefully. Okay, so we'll just read out this article on video deep fakes. And as you've seen, you've seen the present uh, one. When I saw that, I thought wasn't convinced at all. Um, it seemed... It's close, but uh, you could detect things even with the human ear that wasn't quite right. So, um, let's see, does it actually go through? Give us any examples. So we've got, um, what is it, uh, Tucker. And the software is analysing his face. And then it overlays someone else's overtop. So really, it's just modifying just that chunk there on the video per frame. And it uses like a, a neural network um, artificial intelligence algorithm to do it, recognizing faces. Really, that work comes from robotic. You know how they're doing robotic, how it could recognize um, what you're saying and talking to them. So let's see what this pers pers this uh, writer's got to say. I think it's too big though. Let's uh, bring it down a bit. Oh, I'll just go from there. Yep, it's one of these ones. That goes crazy. Oh, that'll do. A new form of misinformation is poised to spread through online communities as the 2018 midterm election campaigns heat up. Called deepfakes after the pseudonymous online account that popularized the technique which may have chosen its name because the process uses a technical method called deep learning. These fake videos look very realistic. So far, people have used deepfake videos in pornography and satire to make it appear that famous people are doing things they wouldn't normally. But it's almost certain deep fakes will appear during the campaign season, purporting to depict candidates saying things or going places a real candidate wouldn't. Now, I'm not sure if we can play that clip. Uh, I think we probably should be able to. We're entering an era in which our enemies can make it look like anyone is saying anything at any point in time. See, it doesn't sound right. He's talking like this. It doesn't quite sound right, does it? Um... Even if they would never say those things. So, uh, for instance, they could have me say things like, uh, I don't know. I think he swears or something. So we stop it there. <laughs> but you can see there, it's not convincing to me. I'm not sure about you guys out there. So, uh, deep fake. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 the face is very realistic though, uh, but the audio is not so realistic. Um, 
even with them learning it pretty well, right? Uh, probably they, they probably did more than one minute sample to get Obama. Uh, let's see, what else can we do? At least not in a public address, but someone else would. Someone like Jordan Peele. This is a dangerous time. Moving forward, we need to be more vigilant with what we trust from the internet. That's a time when we need to rely on trusted news sources. It may sound basic. But if you were, like I said, like, um, weren't really paying much attention to it, it's got his accent there, right? Uh, it's got his basic accent there, but to me, there's something not quite right with it, uh, to my ear anyway. But yeah, you can see the video there is just bang on, right? But um, modifying the face, obviously it's going to be a lot easier than the voice, I reckon, um, in the first place, because um, there's, there's certain symmetric structures to the face, and you can sort of stretch pixels and all that sort of thing to match, map it properly around the face. Uh, so all they're doing is uh, really just changing around the mouth here, because it's uh, really the mouth and cheeks. This micro-movement of the face, right? But how we move forward. Eyebrows. And the age so of the eyebrows. is going to be the difference between whether we survive or... So, yeah. Uh, the video is convincing. The audio is not so convincing. Uh, what are we saying down here? Check out the Dirty Harry video. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't do that sort of stuff because of copyright. You know how copyright sort of limits what we can do. I might even get a claim on that one, right? Because uh, I used a clip of it, even though it's fair use. So we'll just uh, carry on reading what it's saying here. So it's only going to get better on the video side of things. Um, the voice will also get better, but less uh, progress there. On, but the video one is a bit more scary, I think. Because these techniques are so new, people are having trouble telling the difference between real videos and the deep fake videos. My work with my colleague Min Ching Chang and our PhD student Hue Zun Li has found a way to reliably tell real videos from deep fake videos. It's not a permanent solution because technology will improve, but it's a start and offers hope that computers will be able to help people tell truth from fiction. What's a deep fake, anyway? Making a deep fake video is a lot like translating between languages. Services like Google Translate use machine learning computer analysis of tens of thousands of texts in multiple languages to detect word use patterns that they use to create the translation. Deep fake algorithms work the same way. They use a type of machine learning system called a deep neural network to examine the facial movements of one person. Then they synthesize images of another person's face making analogous movements. Doing so effectively creates a video of the target person appearing to do or say the things the source person did. Okay, so this example with Trump. Although that one doesn't look very much like Trump there. Kind of looks a bit off. Is that Trump or not? Is it meant to be Trump? It's meant to be, isn't it? Doesn't quite look right though, though, does it? <laughs> um, I don't want to play that one though, but you got the link. Did I press the link? Uh, maybe I didn't. 
Let's see, did I paste the link? I don't think I did. Okay, so we've got video deepfakes. And of course, the Chinese will be using this. Uh, you just imagine what they're going to do with it. Propaganda. But I can see uh, it's going to be used in movies, right? Uh, I think it's already been used in the latest Star Wars movie, hasn't it? With Princess Leia. Because she's died, right? So the actor for it. Uh, what's her name? <laughs> I should know. Um, but, um, yeah. I could see that it's going to be used in holographics, right? So you're going to have, you're going to bring back Elvis, probably, if they've got enough, uh, videos on different side angles and all that. Um, because normally they do a 3D scan, have you stand in the capsule and it scans around you. And then you get a perfect, um, outline. That's how they do the wax museum stuff, isn't it? Now, and they print it out on a 3D printer now. So um, they said it can be uh, detected still, though, which is interesting. But I still think what they're going to do from video ones, like the voice one, they're going to add in some uh, hidden code throughout the video stream, which identifies it. Quite a bit like Blade Runner, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Detecting the replicants. Deep fake everyone's right by the same neuro network. Uh, so we'll carry on from here. And I'm talking about Tucker there. And we're down to the end. Before they can work properly, deep neural networks need a lot of source information, such as photos of the persons being the source or target of impersonation. The more images used to train a deep fake algorithm, the more realistic the digital impersonation will be. Detecting blinking there are still flaws in this new type of algorithm. One of them has to do with how the simulated faces blink or don't. Healthy adult humans blink somewhere between every 2 and 10 seconds, and a single blink takes between 1 tenth and 4 tenths of a second. That's what would be normal to see in a video of a person talking. But it's not what happens in many deep fake videos. A real person blinks while talking. A simulated face doesn't blink the way a real person does. When a deep fake algorithm is trained on face images of a person, it's dependent on the photos that are available on the internet that can be used as training data. Even for people who are photographed often, few images are available online showing their eyes closed. Not only are photos like that rare because people's eyes are open most of the time but photographers don't usually publish images where the main subject's eyes are shut. Without training images of people blinking, deep fake algorithms are less likely to create faces that blink normally. When we calculate the overall rate of blinking, and compare that with the natural range, we found that characters in deep fake videos blink a lot less frequent in comparison with real people. Our research uses machine learning to examine eye opening and closing in videos. This gives us an inspiration to detect deep fake videos. Subsequently, we develop a method to detect when the person in the video blinks. To be more specific, it scans each frame of a video in question, detects the faces in it and then locates the eyes automatically. It then utilizes another deep neural network to determine if the detected eye is open or close, using the eye appearance, geometric features and movement. We know that our work is taking advantage of a flaw in the sort of data available to train deep fake algorithms. To avoid falling prey to a similar flaw, 
we have trained our system on a large library of images of both open and closed eyes. This method seems to work well, and as a result, we've achieved an over 95% detection rate. This isn't the final word on detecting deep fakes, of course. The technology is improving rapidly, and the competition between generating and detecting fake videos is analogous to a chess game. In particular, blinking can be added to deep fake videos by including face images with closed eyes or using video sequences for training. People who want to confuse the public will get better at making false videos and we and others in the technology community will need to continue to find ways to detect them. So at the moment, so they can detect it with the blinking, is what they're saying there. So yeah, I've never even thought about uh, seeing how much they blink. But yeah, it's got to be good enough to fool people, right? So that's the main thing there. So we can sort of finish up with that topic now on deep folks, so hopefully, and hopefully finish with uh, talking about Tyler ever again. But I know he's going to come back. Uh, we'll probably have to wait till we hear the new court details. Um, yeah, but a lot of people keep posting that he's a druggy, a drunk, and all that. But he doesn't come across that way. Uh, to me, uh, he may just spinge now and again and get caught out, right? So, I don't know. Well, we have to wait uh, to find out more details on that. Because he may use that for excuse. So, he may say he had a drinking problem, so he got a lenient pass on the judge. Uh, who knows? Because he defended himself on the DUI, right? But, uh, as I, I I put up a, a video, which I've, I've sort of unlisted for the time being, because... Uh, the new people from Titus then keep focusing on that video instead of looking at the stuff that I presented today that proves beyond doubt that he's a, a scammer, fraud, and he did it to make millions of views, so he got lots of ad money. Um, and he's just kept up with it, right? And now he just uses other people's videos and other people's fakes. Uh, he put up not long ago a couple of moon videos which were clearly uh, listed as CGI by the original people that made them. So um, he didn't care as long as it fooled you guys to watch. Uh, a lot of people believed the footage as well. So uh, where did we get to? So onto the UFO side of things now I think. Alright. Oh, Remember I was talking about the breathing. Uh, so um, I didn't actually research it uh, that time. Uh, what was what was it part of? Um, what was it part of? It's carbon fourteen, I think I was talking about. Then I was talking about uh, how it ends up in trees. So the atmosphere creates carbon fourteen, and it's, it breaks down to carbon twelve. But but uh, the trees can absorb carbon fourteen, and it breaks down naturally. Uh, through because they absorb the CO2 and they create some tree material called wood, <laughs> leaves, and all that. Uh, and uh, they use the sun's energy to break it apart uh, through photosynthesis, through chemical reaction in the leaves. And then the carbon is, is basically its food and it creates uh, the rings of the tree. And so now they can carbon date it, right? So if they find it buried uh, 30,000 years ago, they can say, oh, this was a plank of a um, galleon ship, you know, like they're doing on Oak Island at the moment, looking for that treasure. 
So what happens is when humans breathe it. So um, the tree releases oxygen, so the humans breathe it into the lungs. Um, I've got a picture here. They breathe in the oxygen in, and out comes CO2. So we're actually uh, releasing carbon, which is interesting. And the reason for that is, is our blood carries uh, glucose, which is a complex carbon chain. And when it combines with oxygen that we breathe in, it, its byproduct uh, is energy and CO2. So we breathe it out, which the trees like, and we breathe in what the trees and algae in the sea uh, break down back to oxygen again. Uh, so here I found an article talking about we breathe in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide. Where does the carbon come from? So that was the question that I wasn't sure on because I wasn't... Uh, a major in biology science and uh, these guys obviously did a research paper on it and put it up on the news item here from our footprint of course Jim DeWar North Gosford the carbon dioxide breathed out is a byproduct of the process of cell respiration as is water in this process energy is produced in the mitochondria of cells this energy is our physical life force both oxygen and glucose are required for this. Glucose contains carbon. That's where the carbon in carbon dioxide comes from. Glucose plus oxygen produces carbon dioxide, water and energy. When this process stops, the cell dies. John Blackhawk, I mean at beach the food and drink we eat can be broken into carbon compounds, one of the most simple being glucose C6H12O6. When that reacts with oxygen O2 in the cells, it produces carbon dioxide, CO2, and water, H2O. C6H12O6 plus 6O2 gives 6CO2 plus 6H2O plus energy. We use the energy in the carbon dioxide is breathed out as gas. Yeah, so, um, the answer is that one. <laughs> I just wanted to finish that off from last uh, Sunday because I didn't have time to go over it. And I think we had Lawrence Ground saying I was Dr. Einstein, uh, taking a mickey, I think. Um, so that was about how we breathe out CO2. A science recap for all of us. <laughs> but yeah, picture explains it quite easily, doesn't it, so on a Wikipedia there. Blood flow through the lungs. So, what's the next bit? Uh, our third phase coming up. So, I was going to read out that, but maybe I'll leave that to the end. The Aborigine stuff. Voice. That we do uh, UFO proof. So um, yeah, uh, what was in that one? I do screen snapshots through the week to document stuff. Uh, what was this one here? Let me just have a quick look. Can't remember. All right, uh, that's Gufon. Oh, what's his name? Gif. Gif. If Ufon radio, he likes to use Tyler and uh, do mockery, 
But what was interesting was this title up here. Uh, meet a new enemy, Chase Klosky. And it's not sure who's saying name, is it? Chloe Tosky. So he shows that Goofon and SOR are fake news. So I asked him where that information was, because I couldn't find anything where she actually made that statement about uh, what's SRO, um, Spaced Out Radio. Um, which is a bit funny, really, because she was on MUFON TV saying how great Tyler was, and if that's not fake news, uh, I don't know what is. So it's like a double standard there happening. Uh, what was that one there? All oh, right, I printed that one off because there was a, a glitch that happened last week uh, where he had multiple live streams going at the same time. And it was sort of looping around, so I printed, I snapped that off and sent it off to Google. So you can see here on the snapshot, uh, he had three live streams going. Once that one ended, and those ones were still doing some crazy stuff. I don't know if anyone else out there saw what was happening there. Uh, unfortunately, this guy has a uh, photograph that he's given to Alien Attic, and they've given it to Third Phase on the Moon. Uh, this is the problem of um, putting up some so-called credible UFO footage and ends up on fake UFO channels, so they profit from it. Should never happen. Um, so what else we got here? Oh yeah, this comment here uh, about d deep, you know how deep uh, blocked me, making a f fake claim that I was spamming them. Well, someone's uh, moderator here has actually deleted the comment. I wasn't sure who actually posted it, but uh, Deep Pro said attacking the Black Vault of all people, uh, or anyone else who dares to question his motives. Yeah, this new. Einstein, beware of false prophets, my friends. So you can just see here, um, Reddit do uh, patrol and block people as well. So it's not open, it's all censored still out there. And I think it's important that people realise that um, Zeke is a bit suspicious, uh, where he's sort of growing up and everybody has him on the podcast now. Could be another, another secure team. Uh, so we got uh, third phase in the moon coming up. Uh, what did I print for that one? Quite a bit, by the looks of it. So let's uh, have a look. Uh, UFO proof. Maybe I should get him out of the way with. But what he did is he put up this video uh, of this blob in the sky, claiming it was a UFO. As you can see, giant UFO over Phoenix. And you can see here it's associated with uh, third phase of the moon, wishing him happy birthday. Um, so as you know, I've talked about UFO proofs, criminal history. Uh, go and check out those uh, live streams. But I won't go over that. I'm talking about the actual blimp here. Uh, I think Scott Brando did talk about this one. Uh, let's see. Um, let's just have a quick look. Uh, days before that he even, even picked it up. Oops, too big. Okay, that's easier. So let's have a quick look. 
I did think he put out that particular video at some stage. It was at a uh, event, another show or something like that. Um, I think I might have touched on it before on the other live that I did. Probably be not better to find it, probably. Oh, here we go. Is that the Goodyear blimp? So, that must be the article for that video. Above Coralado, uh, is that the one that uh, Theatre, not um, UFO Proof has? Over Phoenix. Where's Phoenix? That's not uh, Coralado, is it? So, maybe uh, this blimp's been travelling across different states then. Thursday, Rose Parade, Pasadena, Caliph. So, um, let's just have a look on the map. So we've got Phoenix, that's, um, Arizona. And then we've got the other one, which was Coralado. Coralado. There we go. California, is it? Pretty close. So, there you go. Obviously, it's traveling from there to there. <laughs> Kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, I think it's actually um, housed somewhere up here. It's got a, a, a airport that it actually has a base for the Goodyear blimp. So yeah, it doesn't. Sometimes it flies right across the country, don't they? But I think they might have some Goodyear blimps um, located somewhere on the coast on the other side. I uh, would have to search that up just to prove the point. So obviously it's the same thing. And apparently they had also a um, B-2 bomber fly overhead, was it? Uh, it looks like some people weren't convinced. <laughs> Over and under, a good year blimp, B-52 bomber served up visual treats. So I'm not sure what video he was debunking there. It doesn't quite say, does it? But it's obviously the same one that's on the other video here. Uh, worst quality though. But it looks like it's got a towel there, hasn't it? Um, so this is going towards the coast, towards California, that direction on the right to the abolics of it, doesn't it? Looks like it's flying this this way from Phoenix uh, to California. So yeah, it's going to look like it's hanging in the sky uh, if it's going away from the person it's filming. But yeah, being a truther, uh, you'd expect this guy to actually bring it up uh, date and time. And it will actually be on um, 
uh, flight radar, won't it? So let's get rid of that one. Okay, third phase. Let's have a look at their garbage. Um, And have they got garbage? Yes, plenty here. So where do we begin? <laughs> uh, what was the first one I looked at? Oh, right, Antarctica one. Okay, so where's that one? Have they deleted it? Probably deleted it, have they? There's the second one they put up. Uh, here it is, this one here. Okay, let's have a look. Let's have some fun with the voice thing. Happy holidays, everybody. For more on the world, this is Blake Cousins, along with my brother, Mr. Brandon. Ken Blake. We're going to share with you something that's incredible. Everybody loves the Antarctic mystery. And it baffles people to this day, but what I'm about to show you will make you wonder what the heck is He's going on. He's turned off close captions. Why did he do that? And what we're about to show you uh, blew us away. Look at what we found down here. I'm not exactly sure what it is, and we're going to be zooming in a little closer. I'm just getting the computer loading here, but if you look within the basin here, I found it. It's going to be a holiday treat, everybody, because what we're about to see, we're going to delve into it a big time. Let's get down to the bottom of what exactly <laughs> this is. Started uh, off with something big. And have we just discovered uh, some kind of um, piece of a Stargate? Look at this. The symmetrics <laughs> behind it, the teeth, the gears. Uh, it's incredible to behold, and uh, it doesn't look uh, like uh, nature, in my opinion. It looks totally what you would see in engineering, some kind of apparatus. Say, so guys, if you've not been following me, what is it? Yeah, Blake, we're just see how many, really see how many of you figure it out. This whole field, uh, what we're looking at here is debris parts, uh, possibly. Maybe even a piece, like you said, a piece of a Stargate. What we're looking <laughs> at is not natural, I can guarantee you that. What we're looking at is something that looks like it was created. By whom is a question, and how long ago? What Duh, sort of debris humans? field is this laying in the snow of the Antarctic? And could this be possible melting stages that's revealing these, these structures that we've never seen? Yeah, the images that we're looking at is as of uh, 2019, so they're recent images. We're going to go back in time and take a look of what's going on. But as you can see, as we look at this, the, the mystery gets even deeper. And we can see more anomalies within this image. What do you guys want to check out? This thing or uh, whatever? These Let's go to the top and the left Let's get there. to the top here. There's Pull things. it up. And uh, right away, just more bizarreness of something that really can't be explained. We're looking at it right now. Oh, and, yeah. and to me, it seems that... There could be some kind so, of... So, what is it, guys? <laughs> and, of course, um, there hasn't been too many um, images taken on the map. So, I think there's only this one um, updated in 2019. Uh, I don't think there's any past ones off the area. But uh, you can tell here by the quality on that... Uh, we're not going to be able to get enough detail to work out what's uh, creating those mounds, whether it's natural or uh, man-made buildings. But if you have a look at that one at the bottom there, it does quite look like it could be a car container or possibly airplanes or both, a mixture of 
Looks like it could be square containers of some sorts on that one. And so the idea is to get the coordinates here. And instead of using Google Earth, plug it into Google Maps. Because um, Google Maps, I think, is uses different um, information. I think it's more up-to-date than Google Earth gets updated. So uh, I don't think they've included any details apart from by the stupid Merc. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, there's the coordinates there. It's not, is it? Uh, so why didn't they give you the coordinates? So you can have a look yourself. But uh, I think people down here posted it uh, to make it easy. But I think I've already plugged it into um, Google Earth for us. So I'll just do that real time. Let's have a look. So I turned off the grids for this one. So there's New Zealand, and I think I did pin it. Uh, third phase on the moon, Stargate. Double click on it, here we go. Going down the south. Boom, straight over top. Uh, so what's the coordinates of that? We can uh, go tools info is it options uh, place back uh, is it right click on that maybe here we go properties so here we got um, latitude and longitude so we'll come back to that in a minute so what you can do is you can go to the what you call it history history images here and you can see this is posted on 2009 not 19 so there you go and we haven't got any more images updated since then and if we go back you can see that's all blank they didn't have anything when they first started the system and 2009 was the last time they scanned the area so uh, it needs to be updated obviously so what we want to do is get the coordinates from this which someone was kind enough to post in the comment where i sort of got a rough idea save me a bit of searching for it so we want to plug those into google maps bring up maps uh, get rid of that now so you want to go first number and the second number and search and see what comes up here straight away what have we got we've got a picture of the location and what do we got we got square looking planes which was what I said and uh, we've got a whole line of planes here and if we zoom into that location there from satellites 
you'll see it's the same location. You can see it's got image here. It's got the image of the location there. Look, satellites. Uh, why is it not coming up? Is it still loading? I know it does work normally. Ah, oh, maybe because I clicked off that. Does it? Here we go. <laughs> Silly boy. I had it on map. There's the location. Exactly the same. And if we scroll out, we should get the other locations up here, which uh, currently I'm not seeing them. Which means. Uh, that they don't don't exist here. So this this image is probably more update than what's on Google Earth, right? So obviously those other ones were a runway, you know, probably land a plane down and they pack the planes next door to each other. Oh, here we go. So that could be. Oh, here we go. They're on the right. These locations. Obviously, you can see it's some sort of man-made building there and these look like vehicles or other buildings or maybe drill holes where they're drilling and there could be more buildings where the snow is piled up behind it because uh, it always blows us roughly the same direction right uh, but it kind of looks like there could be planes right there. Or those car containers they use for storage. So what is this location? So what we do is now we copy that. See if we can find out more information because it hasn't got... Uh, so obviously nothing to do with aliens. It's not a Stargate. Copy. So this is how I debunked it but I did it a lot quicker. Now search that in, bang, comes up the map, and uh, that's not sort of helping us, is it, uh, too well. So we go back to the map here, there's got to be some more clues here, uh, off the location name. So uh, how do we get that on photographs maybe? Uh, where was the other photographs? Here we go. More photographs. And what we got here. There we go. Gives us the name of the first location. I'm not sure how you pronounce that, but it is a Antarctica base for study. <laughs> so now we've got a clue here that we can copy and paste into search. So this is how you do research, guys, uh, which they didn't do. And bang, we're able to get a load of photographs now of the location and what they do there. And straight away, we've got the Stargate. Um, is it higher quality? Doesn't look like it. But it looks like these buildings here, right? There you go, look. Little Eskimo buildings in a straight line. Filming those patterns of snow behind 
because the snow on top obviously adds a layer of heat. Uh, these are the people working down there. And we've got square containers here, Harry, uh, square buildings near a frozen lake, which they probably go away in winter and come back in summer. Uh, so how do we pronounce that word? <laughs> Let's see if I can pronounce it. Tenient Archero Paradialista Base. I read it out a bit too quick, I think. Now let's try the American voice. Where is it? Tenient Arturo Paradi Alistair Base. Uh, makes no sense how you pronounce that. What's that? French? Uh, Italian? Spanish? Don't know. Some experts on language out there might know. So, what other pictures we got? Uh, what's that one? Well, there's the vertical thing that's on one of the pictures. So it looks like it might be a transmission tower there. With the penguins around it. Uh, what's this one here? What's that saying? Not sure. It's funny how that's come up though. Is that some sort of building they're using? It's like a... Got little sub ones coming off. Like it's like a hallway. And these would be like uh, personal pods, is it? Uh, what do we got here? Crack in the snow. And here's a close up with something. Supernova. Oh, right, that's the mountain peaks, right? That they're saying uh, pyramids. So that's nothing to do with it. I don't think it's that location, is it? Um, oh, it might be. Must be near that location. But you can see here the really strange shaped pyramids because that goes off this direction here. Now you can see there's obviously natural formations. Oh, the mountain range there, which, which I've covered before um, in more detail. So yeah, not too many current pictures from there by looks of it. But I think that one's pretty much debunked, huh? and of course that's what I said here. Uh, in the summary, all the information, I just showed you how I looked it up. And of course, uh, just as I submitted that, they brought out this crazy one here. With the Egyptian face, you know, it's just a pulse, no, come on. That's just putting up videos just for clicks, you know, clickbait. Uh, what did that person say there? Whitey blurry and pixelated photos. How did you get anything from them? So he's wondering how I got all that information. I'll just show you where I got it. Um, but if you want to comment on that, you can. I don't know why people watch them. I suppose uh, they are funny, but um, a lot of people actually believe what they're putting up is a real UFO or secret government. They wouldn't, if it was secret based down there, they wouldn't have photographs on Google. You won't be able to search it that easy like we just did. Now, this is crazy. Uh, 
What what what's in people's heads in the UFO community? Come on now. Get with the program. And of course here I show when I posted a comment on that video that my comment disappeared. Uh, so they've got me blocked. So that's there on the public post. And uh, I posted to that guy here saying, sweet, someone else finally found it. I found it a couple of years ago. I'm <coughs> glad you guys are on it. Well, if you found it a couple of years ago, you didn't do really good research, mate. And I posted down here, and you can see that comment vanished. Two minutes research by a proper truther. And then I've listed the, the base name there, which is unpronounceable. <laughs> Buildings, planes, and autos. Well, they have um, snow machines, don't they? So, yeah. Why, why am I blocked? No reason why I should be blocked from them. I haven't trolled them. I've just posted comments like that, uh, which are actually truthful, which exposes them. Um, I think they got blocked on my channel when uh, Robert uh, banned them for trolling me on one live stream. Calling me idiot and stuff, so uh, Robert got rid of them. <laughs> so yeah, if you if you're going to be nasty, you're going to get kicked, you know. <laughs> they, you do get warnings. I do warn people: don't troll me, do not uh, swear, do not advertise on the side. And I think we might even had someone do that again, have we? And I think uh, Robert or someone's got rid of them. So uh, close tab. So someone's trying to call themselves a secure team and try and capitalize on uh, this traffic. Um, they're trying to say I'm doing the same, which is not true. I'm just pointing towards the evidence that he has a history of lying. And uh, I also give him the BitChute account, which has nothing to do with building up a YouTube channel, is it? So um, I'm pretty sure that people can see my well intentions uh, composed to these other people that are promoting the same rubbish again with these stupid uh, Google F images and uh, blimps and all that sort of stuff, right? The same old rubbish that's being put out there without any proper analysis done, not plugging it into uh, flight radar and all that sort of stuff. That's quite annoying. So, yeah. I don't think I can paste that location to these guys. But I'll copy that into the side thing if you want to go there. Have a look. Since it's missing in the header. Which it should be added in. So you can go there yourself. Because they didn't want you to go there on uh, maps just like I did. Because it shows you exactly what it is. And gives you all the information you need. So what other pictures did we have there? Um, where's the slidey bit? I think that was all there was, was there? Oh well. Uh, done. <coughs> I think someone might have posted it on here somewhere. Or a rough location. Oh, here we go. Someone's posted. Not sure if it's the same as what I've got. It's very close to it anyway. So what's the other rubbish they've put up recently? Let's have a quick look. Um, 
These ones look like clickbait. Mystery of the Great Pyramids. New findings on the pyramids. I think they found a new uh, hidden pyramid, didn't they? And they found lots of bodies in it that haven't been touched before. Haven't seen anything like this. Another clickbait hidden. Are they coming for you next? Security. Clickbait. Uh, something is happening in our skies. Clickbait. Secret Space Force spotted by Navy. Um, uh, is that that limp one? I'll just have a quick look. January 7, <laughs> 2020. A special report. Special report. These uh, craft approximately be moving in your opinion. Hard to clock it, but it's definitely the fastest I've ever seen anything move, so. It's off the charts. You know, but I've had my own sighting out here when I was about 10 years old. Our dad told us to come out and take a look at these lights. And they're <laughs> moving from one uh, edge to the other, probably doing about 10-mile jumps within split seconds. This is what kind of the Navy's been explaining about the Tic Tac UFO. Have you ever heard of the Tic Tac? So these things uh, are the main pilots. <coughs> they should uh, be a comedy channel, shouldn't they? Ah, so what are they looking at here? So what do you reckon? Planes coming out of a thunderstorm? <laughs> Like landing lights, uh, no plane uh, finder or uh, flight radar there. So have we got any full video of this or not? Or is it just a photograph? What's that one? Tic Tac, still talking about Tic Tac. Uh, that's that Michael Seller guy, isn't it? Uh, Secret Space Force. Uh, which we said last not uh, last live um, that he's a complete fraud to the UFO community, not to be mixed up with Robert uh, Salas. Uh, looks very similar name, but uh, spelt different. Well, I don't see any footage. It must be here. All kinds of activities, and we're just you know I'll pick, pull out the binoculars and see if I can see any kind of details on it, but. It's yeah. uh, definitely Pixel UFO. Yeah, we're not sure what it really is. So basically, you've been working as a lifeguard here for almost 30 years now, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of action. What do you think? Is it a military uh, exercise, possibly experimental uh, aircraft out there? Is it coming from somewhere else? It could be. We always uh, think it's a Coast Guard or military doing training with helicopters, but we don't see these strobe lights or any kind of, you know, red or green. So it's just only white lights and moving really fast. How fast would you say that these things are uh, And you can't hear them at all, so that's another, you know, question of like what, what it really is. Oh, you know, what's your eyesight over here? Because I know you got really good vision. You know what uh, aircraft, conventional aircraft is, so obviously you're seeing something out there. What's your vision here? Oh, 2013. So I got really good vision. Yeah. Alright. Oh. Well, so, you know, there's all kinds of... Oh, well. So, um, what do you think on that one, guys? Um, so, I have a CGI. <laughs> uh, could it be... Drones definitely could be drones uh, flying around in the pattern there with bright LED white lights. Um, could even be um, what you call uh, lead kites being flown around. Military doing training because the lead kites don't have to be by cable; they also can fly by RC remote control. Helicopters, but let me just see if we can play that in slow motion and mute those turkeys. Um, and let's see how they move. 
Is it moving? So there's four craft. Oh yeah, they're moving slowly in the middle there, I think. Oh, come on, keep on the footage. And one single light, is that where they're disappearing? Going further away. So we want to get that bit through. Where is that going? Well, you can hold it steady, can't you? Um, better than most people. Why is it fading like that? They're mucking around with the contrast. Don't know what they're doing there. Oh, here we go. Found it. Ah. They don't look uh, super big to me, because um, it's got bright LED lights there. Looks more like drones. There's one of us a um, a boat out to sea that's uh, flying them. But yeah, you'd need to plug it into various apps and stuff and have optical zoom on that to be able to see what it really is. Waste of time really, isn't it? So what else we got? Uh, this one here, I don't think it's really worth looking at. Snow, and now we have this new image just coming up. It's a discovery that is about to shock the world, and we're looking at it right now. <laughs> uh, Brent, I want to get your thoughts. Look at this. Here we go again. Faces in Antarctica that resemble ancient Egyptian pharaohs, and including alien skulls and elongated skulls as well. Are these remnants of an ancient race that left a mark in Antarctica during <laughs> ancient times, maybe approximately uh. 250,000 years ago? Yep, yeah, this thing is massive, and when we do a side-by-side -side comparison to the ancient pharaoh of the 18th dynasty... Alright, so it's this pareidolia again, isn't it? So he's saying that's an idea. Yeah, it looks to me like a chunk of snow that's cast in the shadow, right? So you can see the shadow of the snow hill next to it there. And that what's looking like an eye is actually just a blob of snow that's casting a shadow. Um, amazing what rubbish they, these guys put up. Uh, is that it? Is it all video, one video, 10 minutes of that rubbish? Uh, now what's this one? Face on mask? Uh, on Mars, I mean. 
Comparing it to the face on mask, is it? Yeah. Oh, terrible. Why is it all stretched out like that? And of course, they got some um, high risks of that recently, haven't they? And uh, proved that it's just a chunk of rock with uh, this facial structure with little crevices that look like faces. Uh, actually, that might actually be down in Antarctica, is it? Another face of scene. That's what it is. Looks like the face of mask. Ah, it's on Keep saying mask. Okay, so that looks like um, like a mountain ridge there, and it's got a crevasse that forms the eyes. It's not symmetrical by any means, and then it's got another crevasse down here. And we've got a shadow here off the mountain above. This again is pareidolia. Uh, just uh, interesting, but pointless, you know. I bet if you took the snow away there, uh, it would be obvious it would be a pile of rocks, right? And what have we got here? Alien photograph. Experts. Oh, that's the one they got from Alien Edit, was it? themselves Soho imagery that shares to the world of what looks to be some kind of mega structure. Some people might speculate. Yeah, uh, so we've been over these Soho images before. Uh, all the different artifacts you get on the camera system. Uh, they're not actual real images out in space. Uh, I think, is that the piece of lint? Uh, there's a bit of lint in the system that always gets captured. That creates like a circle pattern. Uh, why is it sort of half an image? Uh, what's happening there? Let's reload that one. Oh, here we go. Crazy. No, it's gone small again. Ooh, got it going slowly. The third phase of moon archives for thoughts here. Yeah, take a look at the conditions outside. They're they're rainy, they're harsh. You can see the trees are blowing and it seems like a weather storm is approaching and this thing stays static. It does not move. You don't see prop propellers. I, I don't believe this is a drone. Great filming through a windscreen. Raindrops. We have a balloon, guys. Could be anything, eh? Whatever we're looking CGI. at. CGI. Yeah, it looks like artificial blurring going on. Military, there. I'd have to say. It's there. It has a metallic shape. We're gonna get a little closer look at it. I'm gonna slow down. Footage, but it looks like CGI. Again, we see. There you go. Looks too clear. All of a sudden, 
what is it? Uh, looks like CGIA. <laughs> uh, looks like one of the UFA toys that they often film. Uh, is it is it um, Brent that does all the CGI fakes? No manipulation, whatever it is, it's just hovering there, static in the air. We see the birds flying around it. Is it kind of creating some kind of? Yeah, I don't think it's worth wasting their time on that one. This nonsense they put up. Okay, so what else we got? Another one here. What's that image of? Oh, that's terrible. Straight away, it looks like a kite to me with LEDs on it. Literati Circle's been posting videos on his YouTube channel and he's been seeing things over Sherman Oaks over the years and we're going to be supplying the original link below. I advise you check his channel out but in the meanwhile what do you think of what we're looking at Brent? Is this some kind of a banner in the sky or something else? A boomerang UFO as some people might be stating. It's just LEDs turning off and on in a rotation on a kite. <laughs> Or it could be uh, something on a building, horizon in the background there that we're not seeing. Uh, why is that small, gone smaller though, uh, that play window than normal? It's kind of strange. Maybe because I've got the window slightly smaller because of the larger font. But anyway, um, I don't think they, oh, they're talking about deep fakes, we've already done that. Where the map on a face over a face looks convincing, but yeah, I don't want to cover that game. So, yeah, this one here is hard to know. Um, it's filmed portrait. I suppose you could grab it and put it through the editor. Um, let's see. And light in the background to see if it's actually on a building behind. Actually, didn't actually use my uh, images here, did I? But that's what I posted anyway on that last one. Ah, this one there, yeah, look, of the lineup of the vehicles. I must have missed those ones. You have a location that they're at. Alright, so there you go. I'll just back it up. Okay, let's have a look at this one here. Ah, Hello, Matt. How's it going? Military planes? What, doing a rotating circle? Is that what you're talking about? Are you talking about the other ones with the lights going around? Four. Okay, so let's zoom into that one. Yeah, thanks for that, guys. Um, it's good to have some chat on the side. Let's scale it up a bit and run it through some filters. You can see now we can actually read what's in the pull downs because I've got a bigger font. But it gives me this screen room. 
a screen space for the side chat and stuff. But we managed to figure it out, so where's the queue? It's gone. <laughs> it's... What can I see it? There it is. <laughs> Get used to the new f new screen layout. Oh yeah, so we can muck around with the brightness to start with. And uh, could be in a building, couldn't it? Still, um, it's hard to tell. We've certainly got patterns here, whether that's clouds. It's very pixelated because it's filmed wrong. And it's filmed in portrait instead of landscape. Um, and it hasn't been zoomed in with optical, which, again, smartphones are useless. So uh, let's try changing some colors. Color swap. Change blacks to different colors. Let's see if anything else pops out. Sometimes you see a square building or something behind where someone's hanging out something on a balcony or something like that. Uh, but it looks like uh, the blacks uh, in the picture seem to be all over the place there, not forming any solid object. But it's still a bit hard to tell. So yeah, it could be something on a hill there, um, on a tree, that makes patterns. Uh, could that be like a tree, forest there, a tree outline, it's a bit hard to tell. But you can see it's so low quality, it's not much we can do with it. Uh, it's definitely a real image, and uh, we can see from that by the pixels how they were uh, coloured. And it is a real image from a film, from a phone. Uh, but ideal, ideally it would be best to get the source video, wouldn't it, and uh, do it properly, which these guys don't do. So I'm not sure where they got it from, uh, they probably got it from another channel today. Uh, let's have a look. Sherman Oaks, California. Boomerang Crazy Video. You can see all the clickbait here. How'd they get away with it? Why isn't uh, Google clamping down, demonetizing them? Then they might go away. Captured by source. So it must be that one there. So let's open that. So it's, they're just analysing other YouTube videos, which is not good because it's uh, been recompressed. Uh, open new tab. Aha, uh -huh. so is that a different angle there? Looks like a complex of uh, double story buildings there, is it? Slightly different angle there too. You see how far away that light is in the distance. So we, at this stage we don't know if it's a hill there or a tree there. Too far away mate, you need to get some 
better camera, a T900 or better. 100 times zoom. So you can see how much they zoomed it in to better see the rotating lights. It's hopeless, isn't it? <laughs> so some LED type kite, most likely there, or some sort of um, Christmas direct, uh, decoration on a tree or something like that. And another thing here, so they don't show to the end here, right? They simply stop filming. Normally, if you're filming a UFO, right? Now you don't simply just stop filming. You, you film it until the light disappears, right? So that's another thing. What did he list it as? He listed it as a UFO, right? Which is dishonest. <laughs> Although you could say it's... Um, why is it not working now? Oh, right. That's right. There's a new tab. That's why. <laughs> okay, I want to go back to next one. This one here. So why they got a picture of a fake model there? Obviously, that wasn't what's in the picture, was it? So that's clickbait. That's a clickbait thumb. Now, that shouldn't be allowed. And what's this one here? Over a hundred year old mystery and we're gonna find out. Alright, so we have the source's permission to share it with you right now. This video coming in from Mexico. Apparently it was captured December 12, 2019, just before 2020. Uh, what is it guys? Looks like a plane, doesn't it? But, um, zoom in further, kind of looks like a bunch of balloons, right? It looks like some black balloons tied together there. It's just hovering in the sky. Probably got some fishing line attached to it. And Jorge Herrera Nunez has... Yeah, it looks like it's stationary. Now Brent, I want to get your thoughts. What's going on on the video here? What's this in the sky? Is this too good to be true? <laughs> Definitely no CGI going. Whatever we're looking at, it's there. I like the way Jorge pulled off on the side of the road. Seems like it's a little tight little area and he's getting the shot. It's a great shot of whatever it is. It looks like a flying saucer. Your classic one, but is it? Hmm. It looks to me like it's tethered. We're not Advertising quite. balloon of some kind. That's my gut feeling on this one. It's probably a building that's hooked up to it. looks like a... It could be a hot air balloon, but I can't see any basket underneath. Could it be like a hot built balloon that they've, they've thrown a line down and it's anchored to the ground? Because you do get hot air balloons like that. Uh, hot air balloon. Uh, what you call it? Uh, it's a strange shape. Uh, what would you call that shape? Uh, cross shape. Let's see what we get. And uh, they're pretty religious down there, aren't they? 
Mexico and South America. So you can see all the crazy designs you get. It could be something like that even, right? With an anchor line coming down. On a calm day is when you launch these balloons and it looks like it's a calm day there. And there's a balloon that looks like a UFO. <laughs> I was trying to find the one I've seen that particular balloon shape before. And there you go. How to form fool a lot of people in South America have a hot air balloon <laughs> shaped like Jesus Christ floating around. So you can see the basket underneath on that one. Oops. Yeah. I can't read what it says there, but it's got some writing on it. <laughs> So could it be that? Uh, could be. It's got the same sort of shape to it with the arms sticking out. Or something similar to it, right? Uh, another, another figure like a Virgin Mary maybe in a dress. Uh, could that be what we're looking at? Kind of looks like it's got a um, black and white checker pattern on it to me though. It looks like it could be some balloon or hot air balloon. And I know I've seen it before as a hot air balloon. Um, weird shape maybe. Oh, here we go, we've got some even more crazy ones. What the hell is that? <laughs> Upside down. Underwear. Uh, so it's going to be something crazy like this. What could it be, guys? What could it be? What's that? <laughs> is that what I think it is? <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. Darth Vader. It's going to be a crazy balloon. Yoda with big ears. Look. Could it be that? Could well be, eh? What's a close match? But anyway, we'll leave it there. <laughs> Um, okay, what else we got in this video? Anything worth looking at? Uh, what's that? Is this something of new disclosure coming around in 2020? They're getting brave. Maybe they want to show their new technology. Is this some kind of hybrid program of a... Of a hot air balloon? Classic flying saucer. It does have its own dimensions, but... It's weird that it's just stationed on the side of the road. So it must be the same shot. Yeah, looks like it. Does look like that Yoda balloon though, doesn't it? Um, so anyway. Yes. Advertising the new Star Wars movie, maybe. Um, could be something as simple as that. So that's that video done. What else did we miss? We must have missed 
Something that I've never seen. A drone. What's that one there? Ah, oh, right. Alien uh, experts. <laughs> we could almost see. Let's see. Uh, what do we got? All oh, right. Is that the one that stupid alien photograph? Yeah. Right, so let's uh, see if we can debunk this one. Obviously, against low res. Uh, it looks like night vision of maybe a bush. You can see branches here. See the classic V shape you get for branches, uh, trunks. Uh, it looks like a lot of stems going up to uh, bush lines here. Going that way, bush. Um, so I'm guessing they're saying this is a alien face here. And that's his body, but again, that looks like um, uh, edge of a bush there, doesn't it? With a branch. Uh, it's not going to be his arm. See, if I took that photograph, I would go back the next day and take a, a daytime photograph of the exact same position. Uh, and then we can overlay it and then you can sort of say well there you go there's the trees lining up and these are the objects that are definitely not there in the day footage so could that be an alien head popping out over top of a bush uh, it's possible uh, but without more information there's not really much we can do with that one apart from saying it's probably Pallidolia of looks to me like it could be uh, two leaves of a tree touching each other there and the, the eyes and mouth is what we see because our brains are wired to think that right and it looks like a, ha a big hand a big hand coming up here with the fingers but again uh, why is it not uh, like a different uh, color looks like they've mucked around with it here I think uh, it's like some mucking around gone on the image. So yeah, there's not much we can do with that one, apart from saying it's pareidolia of rest, um bush leaves touching each other. So yeah, I think we've sort of gone through most of them there. Move on. How are we doing for time? Oh, blow. It's 3 o'clock already, guys. Oh, 5 p.m. I've got to get going. Um, it's been fun, though. Uh, hopefully this has put to bed rest uh, a lot of the stuff uh, about Tyler. And uh, that he actually is a hoaxer, scammer, and fake stuff. And he hasn't gone, hasn't come clean about it. Uh, he did admit to the Dr. Uh, Mr. Ken one. He made the excuse that um, the guy didn't want his uh, voice known. So why didn't he just read it out and use his normal voice? Why did he have to disguise his own voice in that case? So to me, straight away, he's making excuses since he got caught out. And uh, why would he use the guy's real name? Because there is a guy called Dr. Ken that works in that location that he talks about in the in the videos. So... Yeah, if you're going to disguise the voice, you're going to not tell the, the guy's name. You're going to make up an alias. Just call him Mr. G or something, something diff totally different. 
Uh, so yeah, bullshit on that one. But uh, he's posted it on on the web there with the Austin. Uh, what's his name? John Austin interview. Uh, it looks like I'm gonna have to do the Frank box another day. Uh, it's a big topic. And uh, maybe we could just read out some of these Aborigine uh, stories. Finish off at the end of the day. I'll just catch up on the side comments first. Uh, is there anything there that I need to answer? Got a thumbs up. Yep, thanks there, mate. Uh, if anything looks paranormal, not alien. Uh, yes, that's a possibility that uh, it was uh, paranormal, not alien. But I think in that case, I think there wasn't enough information to really call it either way. Um, but to me, it looks like it's uh, just a pareidolia effect of the bushes. And if you want to really prove to people, you'd take a day shot and say, well, there's a day overlay, which is what I generally do, right? Um, so this guy here, uh, you're going to have to get booted guy, uh, insomnia team. It's not Tyler. Uh, if you come back again, I'm going to kick you. Uh, stop doing that, please. So we're trying to keep it seriously. The serious stuff here. Uh, drone looks like props on four corners. Uh, which one was that one? Uh, third phase with the two bright lights. Four bright lights with the LEDs on the corner. Mm, I don't think so. Because they were moving around. Um, so that must have been the other one you're talking about uh, with the rotating LEDs. Could be. It could have been a drone hovering with uh, one of those LED effects where it's rotating around. Uh, great breakdown, thanks. Uh, Will Lease, hello, how's it going? If you're still there. Uh, what else we got? Anything I've missed? <laughs> Uh, Tommy, how's it going? Love what I do. Thanks, mate. Yeah, just trying to bring critical thinking to the thing and and uh, show you how to use the tools and search. And so, uh, where do we get to this one last time? Because there were quite some good stories here, wasn't there? Need to reduce the font a wee bit. Uh, let's see. Levitator through closed windows. So maybe I'll start at the end and work up. It's probably the easiest. So let's see what this story is about. And I need to get a drink. An Aboriginal abductee speaks out. Some Aboriginal people are already coming forward to tell of possible UFO or abduction related experiences. For example, Lorraine Mafia Williams, who has been described as a storyteller and liaison officer for the spiritual truths of her girth bull group from the Bunch. Ah, <laughs> hit the wrong cross, sorry. Let's try that again. I was trying to speed it up, because uh, we've got too much open here, it's plugging the computer down a wee bit. Let's try again.
some Aboriginal people are already coming forward to tell of possible UFO or abduction-related experiences. For example, Lorraine Mafia Williams, who has been described as a storyteller and liaison officer for the spiritual truths of her girthball group from the Bunjalung tribe, has revealed to me some of her perceptions of these intrusions into both Aboriginal and Western lives. Our attitude to what goes on up in the heavens is what rules us Aboriginals. It's similar to religion, whereby Christians believe in a religious world ruled by one God, but many saints, we believe the same only the many saints, to us are planetary ones whom we in the Western world refer to as or aliens. We call them Wayne Jinners and Mimi spirits, and have done so for thousands of years, until 1788, when an English concept of the above was interestingly enough, found to be, parallel to what we have practiced for eons, that we commonly refer to as our dream time, that began in the Milky Way. Lorraine suggests that communications from these beings is ongoing, and cites her own experiences with her old friend since the age of 12. She feels she is an abductee. My dear old friend took me up, yes in a UFO, but a different sort to the Western beliefs. Her experiences were more spiritually orientated. She adds, I went through all or nearly what abductees did. Lorraine indicated, we believe in UFO, but here too we have the Aboriginal concept and belief and we know about abductions and why. Lorraine has, over a number of decades, courageously tried to act as a bridge between Western and indigenous cultures to improve understanding between both. In doing so, she has occasionally drawn the ire and prejudices of both cultures. One wonders what her expressions on what seems to be interactions with another culture, a native spiritual or an alien culture, might lead to. I don't know how you felt about that story there, but to me, the, my BS meter was ringing off the, the phone there. So she's mixing in um, the mythology of the sky spirits that we talked about last Sunday, uh, being related to actual alien uh, experience. And I think that's where it all goes wrong, uh, where they're trying to mix religion beliefs with actually something that might actually be real and to uh, apply science to it rather than all this folklore nonsense which makes it a right mess. Uh, so, yeah, because of her up upbringing and religion, right, uh, she's sort of trying to come to terms of it her own way, is basically what we're seeing there. But there's no real physical proof, no, uh, no science behind it to make people convinced that she's not just a crackpot, right? <laughs> Uh, which is not what we want in the UFO field. We want some hard proof. We want evidence. Yes, we got uh, Mick West and all the rest of them making fun of the whole topic. Uh, so, yeah, what else we got next story? Uh, it's quite a big one, by the looks of it. Ooh. That's probably why I left it till this week, if I got time to do it. An Aboriginal is levitated through a closed window during a UFO flap in 1971. The town of Kempsey, situated on the Maclay River in northern New South Wales, has been the centre of extensive UFO activity since at least 1971. Like a small number of other areas throughout the rest of Australia, sightings have continued, suggesting that factors common to the area are of significance to the manifestation of the UFO phenomenon. Inquiries into these areas may eventually lead to the elucidation of the nature and motive of this elusive phenomenon. Just after 6pm, on Friday, April 2, at least 14 Kempsey residents observed what appeared to be a pink flare approaching the river from the south. Reaching the river, 
The light turned, following the course of the Maclay River, in a northwesterly direction. It finally disappeared in the direction of Green Hill, an Aboriginal settlement area. It was at Green Hill that an extraordinary drama unfolded several hours later on the same night. At about 10 p.m., an Aboriginal went into the kitchen of his home at Green Hill to get a drink of water. Suddenly he saw a small face pressed against the window pane. It had no hair and was the shape of a small saucer. Too terrified to run away, the Aborigine was drawn towards the face by some unseen force. His wife in the next room, heard glass breaking and ran into the kitchen just in time to see her husband disappearing horizontally through the top section of the bottom window. The five feet three Aborigine was apparently lifted bodily a distance of four and a half feet and transported horizontally without any body movement, smashing through a window pane, only I-0 by 32 above a sink piled high with dishes. He landed on his back seven and a half feet below the window level, but he wasn't even winded or stunned by the fall. The man's wife rushed outside to see him jump up and run like hell down to the gravel near the house, where she found him crying and shaking. I thought he had the horrors, she said later. She accompanied her husband to hospital where one stitch was put on his finger. The man had been drinking but was sober at the time of the incident. I would think that indeed the experience would be very sobering anyway. 16. An earth light infestation on a remote Aboriginal settlement in Northern Australia late in so 1995, the well-known earth lights researcher and author, Paul Devereux, traveled to a remote location in Northern Australia, with Erling Strand, a Norwegian engineer who wrote the Project Hesdalen report, covering the extraordinary depth of recurring nocturnal light activity at the remote Hesdalen Valley and a cameraman. They were there for 11 nights attempting to document the extent of recurring light phenomena. Dr. David Sargent and I had been assisting Paul Devereux, trying to establish whether the locality did indeed play host to recurring anomalous light phenomena. This possibility represents great opportunities for serious researchers to actively interact with unusual phenomena in the context of possible repeatable observations and experiments, potent mainstays of the scientific method. We were open-minded as to what was going on there. The most intriguing possibility was that at this remote Aboriginal property we had a recurring anomalous light infestation that offered researchers exciting opportunities to document and attempt to understand the nature of the display events. At the very least we were dealing with an area rich in mean mean light style reports and other anomalies. Our research into the area confirmed that Aboriginals in the area were witnessing recurring light shows, but its repeatability was questionable. Aboriginals and white people described sighting a variety of strange lights and other experiences. Some of these experiences were also occurring in localities further north. These included transient white lights and bubble-shaped, jelly-like things that floated about. One of these came down near the ground and a man approached it with a cigarette lighter. It appeared to sublimate on contact to a precipitate. On another occasion the same man witnessed a luminescent bubble appear to take on the form of a person in what seemed to be a silver suit. 17. Mm. That incident reminded me of a strange event that befell the wife and two daughters of a well-known country and western singer whose name is known to me. On a road south of Broome one night in about 1971, while traveling in a truck, towing a caravan, some distance behind the singer's vehicle, they observed a light on the side of the road. Thinking the singer had pulled off, they investigated. Instead they found that the light came from an extremely large humanoid figure, bathed in a luminous glow. One hand was outstretched in which there was some sort of ball of light. The ball bounced up and down from the ground to the figure's hand, rather in the manner of a yo-yo. 
The three witnesses found they were surrounded by thousands of small mushroom-shaped lights, arranged in regular patterned rows as far as the eye could see. Although frightened, they were able to turn the vehicle around and as they drove out each row would go out with the truck tires impact. Whatever it was they were pleased to leave it behind. 18. Devereux, Strand and Company did not see any substantial light activity during their stay, but there were some intriguing events. When they observed flickering lights on hills to the south, their magnetometer started registering anomalies for several hours. The lights however lasted only a few minutes. Devereux characterized the magnetic anomalies as registering some 800 times above normal terrestrial fields. There were other less compelling observations. Local aboriginals were helpful. Some were in a state of excitement as they had been buzzed by a large white light. Paul Devereux was impressed enough to believe that the area warrants further monitoring. Given the sensitivity and scientific nature of the project, the locality needs to be kept reasonably confidential. Otherwise the potential for further research and the privacy of the Aboriginal owners may be compromised. 19. Okay, so the first one there was about the guy passing through a window. Uh, unless it went totally wrong, the abduction, um, it said it smashed the window. Which is possible, uh, and then he got cut by the glass. Uh, maybe they got spooked and then uh, they turned off the beam. Um, and he sort of got uh, head smashed into the glass. So I'm not sure how it'd be vertical, I mean the horizontal, from vertical position through a kitchen, small kitchen window there. And three, five foot three Aboriginal gin was apparently lifted. So he's a pretty small guy, lifted bodily a distance of four and a half feet and transported horizontally uh, without any body movement. Eh? All right, meaning it's, it's floating. Smashing through a window. So um, that doesn't normally happen in inductions. It normally just passes through like it's not there. So did it go wrong? I don't know. 10 by 12 inches. Uh, so what's that? It's not really big, is it? 12 inches is a foot, right? By 32. Uh, I suppose, yeah, it's a little tiny plane of glass. 1 foot by uh, 3 foot. Suppose it would be big enough to pass someone through if they're skinny enough. <laughs> I might have a struggle. Uh, I'm not sure about these guys out there. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure about that one. She found him crying, shaking. So yeah, not too sure. Why would that? Would they make up a story to try and sell it to the paper? It's possible. 71 that was, and this one here sounds more credible. Uh, Northern Australia with the lights, because uh, we hear about that quite often. Uh, 1995, Earth lights, uh, they, they talked about there. But when we looked on the map here, you can see uh, it's in Northern Australia at the top here, uh, around the coast. So were they looking inland or were they looking out to the sea? It's not too clear there. Uh, but they could have easily seen lights of planes or ships 
with atmospheric conversion, as we've talked about before. Um, so yeah, these are all the things you've got to sort of rule, uh, look at it logically and rule it, rule oh, it out. Oh yeah. Um, so they do get a lot of squid boats out there, especially that side of things, I think. Um, and if you get weather inversion, it looks like it's hovering above the sea and the lights might be just um, bouncing around as the ships are moving. So yeah, it's one possibility there, depending which way they were looking. Um, but the thing here, it, this is where it changes, it uh, talks about here, uh, Aboriginals and white people, I, I hope I don't get banged for hate speech there, uh, described sighting a variety of strange lights and other experiences. So it's talking about a collection of experiences here on the same area box, but some of these experiences were also occurring in locations further north. So it's all sort of pretty general uh, information here, isn't it? Uh, white lights, bubble shape, jelly-like things floated about. So that could even be paranormal, it doesn't have to be aliens, does it? Um, of course, now we've got jelly-shaped balloons as well, which adds to the problem, and we've got LEDs on them as well. I don't know if you, I've pointed that out before. I think I probably have. Uh, but because uh, I've had paranormal experiences with what I said last Sunday about a jelly-shaped being hovering in the, the room, um, I'm, not, I'm less sceptical, <laughs> you see. Uh, so, but there is, you always got to keep the science there, the jellyfish LED balloon. Uh, let's see what we get. So we get these things here, you know, could easily fool a lot of people with the tentacles coming down. Look at that thing there. Uh, if that one of those escaped from it outdoor function floated around. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to freak out a lot of people. Um, they're using it on the stage there, are they? Uh, what's that there? Hungarian, is it? Something arts, anyway. Flying gin arts. So they're using it as stage uh, props. Uh, what's these ones? They've got faces on them. <laughs> So yeah, Chinese keep making a lot of rubbish, don't they? <laughs> it goes in the skies. Uh, certainly they would look like aliens, you know, uh, floating around. Look, they use, look how big they are. They're quite big. AliExpress here, sell them. Inflatable decoration balloons. But it uh, doesn't say with the helium. I suppose you could put helium in them as well as regular, couldn't you? It doesn't say either way. We've got bright white ones here. They would show up for a long distance. Crazy. And you also got these clear ones where you've got little LED things hanging off the bottom. If you had a whole mess of those in the sky, that would look like jellyfish too, wouldn't it? So, look at this one here. What's that one? Glowing jellyfish. Do you do it yourself? Uh, there's all sorts of things you can get do now. That one definitely looks like a helium. They've got a balloon, and a 
got some stuff they've added around the outside of it there. So the function, uh, where's it going to? Pretty hanging lead decoration inflatable jellyfish again. So that definitely could be helium because it looks like it is. Um, it's good stuff though. Uh, you got to know about what's out there out of the bunker, right? <laughs> um, Shelly, you're way behind. <laughs> uh, Rub feels better soon. Welcome to new subs and visitors. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, uh, it's gradually building up. Uh, we've got a couple of new ones. Uh, seven, he just joined. I would have had a darts and alien, but I don't see it. But you guys would have seen the darts and alien. <laughs> That's one special effect I've got. I've watched this entire show where John enjoyed it. Cool. So we got some new people joining us. Uh, I've got a lot of haters out there saying they wouldn't watch more than uh, 10 minutes of video. Uh, they don't like three hour live streams. But um, as you can see, we cover model board topics, and it's the only way to do stuff where you can debunk life uh, as you go and show people how it's done. Uh, so, yeah, uh, what else we got here? Uh, we read that one. Questions and perspective. Uh, let's have a quick read of that paragraph there, anyway. Questions of perspective. This sort of information argues for a literal extraterrestrial interpretation of such incidents, but one should be careful not to uproot such tales from the cultural setting they emerged from and to stamp them with Western cultural imperatives, such as our fascination with extraterrestrials and their possible relevance to UFO experiences. This caution is particularly relevant to the tribal legends and oral traditions. Even though similarities occur between, say, UFO abduction stories and the shamanic experiences of Aboriginal men of high degree, literal interpretations may be incorrect. Instead of extraterrestrials, we may be dealing with something else. The perspectives offered by indigenous cultures such as Australian Aborigines may support other interesting possibilities. Such experiences may be about the effect that subtle forces have on humans. Fascinating work is being done on the effects of the natural landscape places of power, all locations of unusual natural energies, hallucinogens, our modern electromagnetic <laughs> environment, and so-called Co earth lights. Covers These are areas rich in possibilities for the extraordinary worlds of UFO and alien abduction experiences. The popular acceptance of a literal extraterrestrial explanation may be premature or incorrect. 14. So, there's some good points raised here that, um, that some of the plants they eat may have like LSD effects and uh, the stars might seem to be floating around uh, which might explain some of the old uh, legends and myths as well uh, seeing things in clouds uh, as we know that plants out there is varied and they do eat a lot of them and um, one of the side effects might be hallucinations <laughs> So you can't rule that out. Um, so you, that's why you've got to click more fact information to find out what they were doing, what they were eating. And also we know about electromagnetic radiation can also influence the mind and make you see things even if it's not there visually, it's, you see it in your mind. Uh, so they're experimenting now with technology that does that. They call it the God Helmet. 
where they can plant images in the head and actually can actually scan your brain live uh, although the equipment to do that is massive um, they can actually recreate the image that you're actually seeing in your uh, visual uh, part of the brain now as well as well as implant um, people talking in your head uh, is another thing that they're now held to do uh, I did cover that in a thing called Mind Control episode, which actually got um, banned totally in the world. No one could watch it. And I'm not sure why they're so worried about what I used in little clips in that video, but they, were, they wanted to suppress that particular episode about Mind Control, which I was showing you uh, all the techniques that they now have. Uh, so if you've not watched that one, it's a fairly old one. I've gone back and re-edited it so it can't be banned. And I've uh, defaced some of the videos in there a wee bit so they don't get detected as and uh, doesn't take it away from the original episode and all that sort of business. Uh, so what was that one there? I think the rest of it... Uh, we've covered before and etl etl now let's read out that one that sounds crazy do that last that one here i'm not sure if i read that one before oh i've covered got too many here ah, why's it go so fast okay Let's read out this last one. Annette, elf in a Mandura humpy. In 1982, a 67-year-old woman saw a picture of it, Steven Spielberg's cute alien creation. It made her think of an experience she had as a 15-year-old girl, near the estuary at Mandura, Western Australia. She supplied a report to the Perth UFO research group which stated, In 1930 I was sitting reading with my parents in a humpy, on a block in Mandura, in Greary Road, by the light of a hurricane lamp, with the door partly open. The time was about 8 p.m. as we went to bed early. A little pink creature walked in. It was about 24 inches in height, with large ears, big bulbous eyes, covered with a film, small hands, large feet, slit of a mouth, no hair, and shiny as if wet or oily. We were terrified and my father went white, and being a religious man said it was the work of the devil. Picking up a prawning net, he picked it up in it and it made a noise like e. E and my father put it outside. We never saw it again and went to bed feeling very scared. This was in 1930 and I never thought any more about it until I saw a picture of it, although only its eyes were the same. It did not have a round body, more straight down like a child's body. I cannot remember seeing any sex organs. Its shape was like an elf. 7. Before we leave this quaint tale behind, I will mention anthropologist Dr. Charles Mountford's description of a spirit child in his fascinating study, Nomads of the Australian Desert. This child, called Mulukaranti, no spirit, was a mamu, malignant being. Its fingers were twisted, it had ears like a kangaroo, large eyes resembling those of an owl, a grotesque face, and projecting teeth. When Kuntunga, mother of all spirit children, the Julanja, was suckling this infant, it bit her so often that she finally killed it and left the body in the creek, where it was transformed into an irregularly shaped boulder. Eight. <laughs> kind of strange, isn't it? That kind of sounds like uh, Kelly Hopskin little goblins. I think we read that story out before. Kelly, oh. Uh, 
cover pool type. Let's give them little goblins, which we've covered again in lives. So you should go and check it out. I should make a playlist. Maybe I have of the goblins ones because they do come out quite often. Uh, so they, these ones have got uh, sharp teeth too, I think. Uh, crazy looking creatures with big ears, round eyes that glowed red. Uh, I think it had teeth in it as well. Uh, yeah, quite strange looking. It sounds very similar, doesn't it? Anyway, um, better wrap up there. Three and a half hours coming up. Like I said, you can keep on going and going on this stuff. <laughs> Until my brain sort of gives up on it. I'll post the link again to the side uh, so people can go and have a read of all that if they want to. Australian natives. <laughs> That'll do stories uh, because they live in remote areas their stories become a bit more interesting i think but uh, because they've got a um a spiritual a religious sort of culture to them and less scientific obviously than the white people uh, then they're going to present it in such a way of being sky spirits or whatever uh, dream time, as they talked about there. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm not too sure what to make of the pink alien thing. Again, it could be paranormal, as they suggested there, rather than actually um, visitors from another dimension or universe. It's a bit hard to tell. Or it's all related, of course. <laughs> Which is why we keep looking at this stuff to see if we can find connections between stories and find more credible stories, which generally are multiple witnesses rather than single witnesses, and whether they've got also film and also whether they've got uh, trace evidence like footprints. So, yeah. So, if you don't um, have a look at some of the older stuff, uh, haven't seen it, and uh, you're new to the channel, and go and check it out. Uh, playlists. And I probably haven't got one for the goblins, but you can probably search. So the playlists. I'll just copy again. Playlists. It just makes it easier to find because I've got so many videos now. Uh, 460, I think it was. So what you can do is search on keywords, so type in goblins, let's see what we get. I know I've covered it a few times now, so we talked about it in Robert's uh, live here. Uh, also I did a one called the Hopi Indian Hella Connection, uh, which was actually quite a good one. I'm uh, not too sure where that one's come up, because that's a really, really old episode about earth lights and muffin lights. But yeah, uh, should be more there, I think. Hella, if you type in Hella, which is a series uh, on YouTube. 
about the goblins uh, as well with checking it out but they've sort of gone more the paranormal route rather than the alien route in the series uh, here we go we've got some war popping up here so there's last Sunday's talk about the Indian uh, um, I mean the Australian artwork as well as Indian Hopi Indians Uh, so yeah, the search is not that particularly great, but you might want to have a look at this one here. It's one of the better ones. Hopi, Indian, and uh, Goblins. Uh, is it copying? And uh, Father Gill one. Why is it not scrolling? Uh, that was particularly good live, that one, wasn't it? Uh, that we did, Robert, if you're out there. Uh, just paste that one then. <coughs> so, yeah, uh, if you just want to go through uh, videos, you just click on the video tab and then it just lists it. If you click on over here, sort by. Um, the latest and all that sort of stuff, but you also can specify how you want it viewed. Uh, where was that? There used to be a little uh, thing you could select so you could search, uh, sort it as thumbnails or whatever. Um, yeah, what can I see it? Maybe they've removed it. But yeah, all you do is just scroll down and just goes through going backwards in time. Uh, all the videos we did. That was a quite interesting one with the alien type creature under the sea. Um, keep going back. We've got the Tic Tacs. Uh, the Predator, uh, which is quite a good one, uh, which was from uh, Bruce Maccabee. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Unfortunately, I did a really good one on the pyramids here, how they were built, but the, the microphone was uh, screwed up, the software was screwed up that day, and I had to re-edit it. So there was the original one, and then that's the re-edited one, but the volume's really low. Uh, you're going to need that little add-on I've got here called Volume Master to boost it up to 300-500% to hear it properly, probably. Um, so just keep on going back. And you can see it just keeps on loading more and more and more stuff I've covered. And it just goes on and on and on. And it's a mixture of things. It's not all about UFOs. Uh, there's a few clips from documentaries about the New Zealand UFOs. Okay, this has stopped for some reason. It uh, should keep going back still. Uh, this is a bug that I've always reported to Google. And it works properly in Firefox, but it never works properly in Chrome or Brave. It just simply stops scrolling the rest of them. It should have more come up here. It only does so many pages before it stops. In Firefox it works, and if you're not logged in, it works. But if you're logged in, it doesn't scroll. But if you log out, then it all works. <laughs> but it seems that they didn't care about me submitting that bug.
Um, let's ignore me now. Uh, so, um, yeah, better wind up, stop uh, rambling now. <laughs> and we do the voice box again next Sunday, hopefully. And uh, hopefully we get back on to more UFO video analysis with um, UFO Stalker here, which are MUFON submissions. Uh, UFO Stalker is actually MUFON. Uh, it's just to make it easier to search a text-based database. So, um, looks like we've got some new images there to look at next time, if it's still available. And we'll go over those ones. So until next Sunday, we'll do that. Hopefully there won't be anything else I have to report on security. Hopefully that's done for now. And um, hopefully it's not going to be any more viral videos that get in the way that we need to look at. Uh, so I'll just say goodnight, guys. And we've got dinner time coming up here. And I've got to take out the dog. <laughs> so I'd keep on going. Because um, I feel okay now. <laughs> so yeah, good night. Uh, please like and share. And I'll see you next time. And we'll have some more fun again. Let's play music. Questions and uh, want to post links to stuff would look at. Uh, post it in the video comments. Certainly join our Discord group where you can post stuff. And Facebook group if you don't want to join this group, uh, Discord. Good night.